0: What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to a very special episode 129 of the podcast. Of course, I am your host, Pete and Bessie, joined here by my partner in E3 debauchery, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. Hello, Steve. It is, as of this recording, it is Sunday. We are in the throes of the E3 season. It is back. Yeah. We have already seen a couple pretty, pretty. Hot. I'm just gonna come out and say it. Pretty hot.
1: Press conferences. All right. Well, I mean, officially only one E3 two E3 events and two, I guess we're gonna talk about our summer game fest events. Although if Jeff has his way, he's also roping Xbox into that summer all, game fest thing.
0: All E3 events are summer game fest events. So I guess this is it's just so a summer games fest. I don't know. We're gonna be yeah. talking about all the events today. Uh, so, if you're just joining us, if you haven't seen our conversation about how our E3 coverage is going to break down, if this is your first time joining us, first of all, welcome to the podcast We are LewPotts.com's weekly video game podcast, and we are here to talk to you about E3, as you might have guessed. So, uh, on this episode, which is posting Monday on our normal Showtime, we are going to be talking about the Summer Game Fest kickoff live. We're going to be talking about Ubisoft Forward. We're going to be talking about the Xbox Plus Bethesda Game Showcase And we're going to be talking about um, the Square Enix Showcase, I think is what they also called it. You deleted the name of it from the document. Presents. Presents. Square Enix Presents. presents. There we go. (laughs) So we're going to hit all those. And then uh, we are going to come back to you on Tuesday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day that it drops. And we'll be getting everything else that has come between now and then as kind of a catch-all, we'll have, you know, of course, the Nintendo Direct. Uh, we've got a presentation from Capcom. Um, there's – who else is up Take there? Two.
1: Take, Take two. Take two is a big one.
0: Yeah, so we, we've got a, a few more to go after this one. But uh, we're digging in on the we'll, – we'll call it the first half of E3 on this episode. Uh, so if this is not your first time joining us, we are going to be skipping a lot of the regular segments. We won't be talking about what we're playing. We won't be uh, reading all of your questions and all that stuff uh, because there are so much news here that we're just going to focus in on all of that. We're going to save all of the, the Roundup, my Ratchet and Clank impressions, all that great stuff next week's show. So keep your eyes peeled. And remember, the rest of our E3 coverage drops tomorrow. So uh, aside no, from that... Well,
1: no, it won't be tomorrow. It'll be... Wednesday? No, it'll be Tuesday. Tomorrow. Oh no, no, because Nintendo is no, 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 no. on. It's on Tuesday. Tuesday,
0: but I remember I'm releasing it in the middle of the day on Tuesday. I'm gonna put it up right after Nintendo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So it will yeah. be up on Tuesday. No, okay.
1: everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: so. Uh, aside from that of course but real quick let me chill if you want to get your questions read on our next e3 special or on our you know roundup where we're going to go through all of our predictions you know we'll read your thoughts and opinions and all that stuff we want to hear from you for that really great big episode uh, so you can of course write in to me at p@loopots.com at you can come join our discord and head over to the podcast channel and get your questions uh, saved over there uh, or you can hit us up on twitter at loopots And, um, you know, any of those ways that you choose to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you and uh, read your thoughts about E3 when we get to them. So uh, please send those in for the next two episodes. And, uh, of course, you can also tune in um, tomorrow for our watch-along for the Nintendo Direct Uh, um, that we'll be watching at uh, 12 Eastern. That's 5 British time and 9 a.m. in Pacific time. And if you live in another time zone, I'm sorry. Do some math, okay? We're going to be live. You come watch. And uh, you can come watch our thoughts live. We'll be recording the podcast right after that. And then, as I said, everything will go up right after that. So go check it out. Uh, and then later that week on Twitch.tv slash we'll be back with another stream Thursday night. Uh, so as long as we're not dead from E3, you can come hang out with us and we'll play some games. So let's jump into it. Uh, of course e3 season proper uh was kicked off i guess in an odd way by the summer game fest kickoff live Uh, of course summer game fest jeff Keeley's e3 successor now competitor running all throughout the summer uh we'll of course have more coverage for you later throughout the summer as these events keep going on um but this was kind of you know um his, his you know, like it says, right, it's opening night. It's the kickoff of all of this event. It is, you know, kind of getting a bunch of, you know, middling number of some big announcements, some not so big announcements, but I think overall uh, some really strong stuff to show. So I guess before we get into, you know, the nitty gritty of what were the, the hottest announcements that we, that we dug, Steve, how did you feel about uh, kickoff live and, you know, this being kind of Jeff's second at bat with Summer Game
1: Fest? Mm. I mean, I thought this was a significantly more structured and better approach than last year. I mean, last year it felt very rushed. It was like E3 has been cancelled. Let's get something up last minute. Jeff's obviously had time to work with his team that he does the the Game Awards with every year. And we've got something very similar to the Game Awards, minus the awards. Uh, I I actually really quite liked the, the presentation. I thought it was great. Uh, It was nice to see some interviews with some developers and some producers and some actors um, and obviously, you know, some great games announced. And just overall, I think it was a nice way to kick things off. To me, though, it's still very strange that E3 exists. If this exists, they kind of feel like they're doing the same job. You know, like we were speaking, and it's very confusing to me that Xbox is... In E3, but it's also in Summer Game Fest announcement at the same time. It's like the same presentation, but it's in both of these things. So, it, it, to me, it's quite confusing. I'm not really sure why they both coexist.
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I I think it makes sense. Like, I I think Summer Game Fest, right? Like, was created out of out of a need last year. And I understand Jeff not wanting to see that ground now, now that he has that relationship with the ESA that's kind of been severed. Um I think that I think that as long as E three persists, which I mean, you know, I guess we'll see how things look in the aftermath of this year, but it seems like business as usual for the most part. Um I don't know. I don't I don't know that, that it matters. Because, like, to me, the kickoff live event just felt like another thing that's happening during
1: E3. Oh, yeah, it definitely, and- definitely did. The The place it matters for me, though, is the whole... And I guess this is very much just something that we would care about as, as creators, is we can stream some events like co-stream some events that are Mm -hmm. under the summer game fest umbrella but things that are managed by the esa and e3 you have to have a specific like application that was approved by them in order to become a co-streamer and that's where it gets a little bit confusing it's like which ones am i okay to do which ones aren't i okay you know the microsoft one was the most inclusive it was we've licensed all this music and everything that's in the show can be on your vods for like um a whole year afterwards so you're completely safe and we want everyone to co-stream it as as many as possible
0: yeah and i mean i think like that's kind of like as far as i'm concerned that's like an inside baseball problem right like it's it it was a thing that you and i had to think about but for the average person i look at this as just like it's just more it's more of what you love if you like e3 now there's more events and it goes longer and i think that that is good and bad Um, There are a lot of events that happened in the last couple of days that we're not covering, you know, Um, like the day of the devs. There was a coach media, cock media, whatever it is. Um, And and not to say that those events are like bad or anything like that, but there's so much that it just feels like there's more and more competing for oxygen. Um, Whereas like last year, I remember feeling like because it was over the whole course of the whole summer. it, it, it left me feeling tired and it felt like kind of just like I was burnt out on it and it wasn't as exciting. So I definitely feel like this kind of hybrid where it's like Jeff has one or two big events and then mostly he's doing the smaller stuff and then kind of keeping you dialed in with the big stuff at E3. You know, I don't know. It feels like uh, a hybrid solution that I imagine will continue to evolve. But let's, you know, I I, overall I would say I agree with you. I think this is probably like a B minus B event. You know, it was it was solid. I think it was bookended by two really strong announcements. And I think in the middle, there's a lot of niche titles, but I think that they are titles that definitely speak to specific audiences. And if you're in one of those audiences, then there are some pretty, some pretty big things. Um, so, so let's jump into it. Uh, of course, like we kick things off with the announcement of uh, Wonderlands, new IP from um, the folks at Gearbox. It's a spin-off of Borderlands. And, you know, basically the framing device is that um, Tiny Tina, who is the character that Ashley Birch played in, I want to say Borderlands 2, um, is basically running like a D&D campaign um, hmm. for a bunch of like in-game characters. Um, and they said it's going to be like a fantasy spin on the looter shooter thing. It seems like it's going to have probably a fair bit in common with Borderlands in terms of gameplay progression and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm not a big Borderlands fan, but I think that this is a huge announcement. And it was a like, even if it's not for you, if you're somebody who is just, you know, excited by the comings and goings of the industry, um, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a strong note to start a conference on.
1: Yeah, and I was surprised this was here instead of the 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 Koch Media event because obviously it's there. The gearbox is owned by the Embracer Group, which sort of I think owns Koch Media. and it's like it's all well, very strange. Gearbox too. Companies. Oh well, then yeah, that's even stranger that yeah. it's here. Like you know, and I think that goes to show just how. Um, how strong Jeff's presence is and, and he can get these people in, especially when we consider, you know, the announcement that came at the end. Same thing, um, but, right? Like why didn't yeah. why
0: wasn't that at the Bandai presentation, right? But it's speaking. Or, to... or,
1: or at Xbox, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you would do with the the one more thing at Xbox, like they did the one more thing with Cyberpunk.
0: Though to be fair, I think they said they didn't want to do that because they had revealed Elden Ring at Xbox and they wanted to um not associate it with xbox because it is cross-platform so i think that was part Mm -hmm. of why it didn't show up at xbox this year um but i I think to your point i think it does speak to a belief in jeff and uh a faith in in what he's doing with summer games uh fest
1: yeah absolutely i mean i love this game and it was really nice to see ashley birch in person on stage just talking about this game especially Um, because there's no
0: crowd so like it feels weird like you miss that live audience so like having another person there to talk to jeff it's like okay cool like this feels a little bit
1: more like normal yeah it was nice and this was one of only a few people he had on stage like he did a few phone calls like video calls to people but it was nice to see her in person on stage and every time i i hear her she's clearly so passionate about the medium it's not that she's just an actress or an actor that's you know in these games and it's just like you know great I do the job and I'm done with it. You know, it's the same as if I did a TV show and I did a movie. Like, yeah. she's absolutely passionate about video games, and you can see that in the way she talks about them. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to see that. And she's obviously got some things she couldn't share with us. Like she said, there's some surprises and secrets that are going to come in the future. So I'm looking forward to seeing more about this game. I've actually never played Borderlands, so I don't know what they play like. But if it's a looter shooter, I can't see myself getting into it. I tried with Destiny, and I got stuck in that loop. But once you get off it, you just—it's hard to get back on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's something about the aesthetic of Borderlands that I don't like. Like, I've never like the comedy. I don't find it to be particularly funny. And like the—you look at some of the
1: the comedy next. I've seen some videos of it. It's like crass and it's like immature now. And I don't think it would fly in the same way. And I kind of hope that this maybe is a little different because it is that spin off. it's not the same i think yeah. maybe the the writing style might be a little bit different
0: hopefully yeah i mean if it has a slightly different tone um but similar gameplay like i could see myself maybe giving it a shot because I, I like swords and sorcery like i like fantasy so that's something that interests me and it being you know anchored by ashley birch's character like you know i, I like ashley birch as a voice actress a lot so we'll see i don't know i Either way, cool announcement, you know? So I, I, I think it was neat for that. It was a good way to start off the show for sure. Um, and then we got to look at a game that I think really surprised a lot of people, uh, which was Metal Slug Tactics, which I have no affinity for Metal Slug. Like, obviously, I know really? Metal Slug. Yeah, like, but, you know, they're not games that I, I'm connected to. Like, I've I've played one at an arcade. I've played one on, like, a, you know... Um, probably emulators or like snk collections that like or, pocket
1: and... or something, yeah, yeah like <laughs> shit like that like
0: I've, I've literally had my hands on metal slug before but it is not a series that has ever left an impression on me you know i have no oh, wow. nostalgia for it no like no love for it um but i love love tactics games love tactics games so seeing this i was like this looks really good like it had a great art I, style. Yeah, I
1: really liked the look of it. It kind of had a similar style to me in as Into the Breach. I don't know if you ever played that game. Yeah, so like, pixel yeah. Art I Into never played Breach, it, but I know. I know
0: of it. It does have that look.
1: Was yeah. It sort of was like that. You've got this trunk of land, you know, that you're kind of working on. Uh, but it's it's great. It's a great way to revive. I think it's a great way to revive that franchise and not just do yet another Metal Slug. Like branch off, do something different. We've had. I think it must be like five Metal Slug games at this point exactly now. It's like there's only so many times you can walk sideways and shoot things. And realistically, Metal Slug 1 and Metal Slug 2 are the best ones. So just like stick to those. But it is nice to to have something different in that franchise, especially for fans who haven't had anything in this franchise for must be a decade at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. As, as somebody who does not care about Metal Slug at all, this piqued my interest. So um Definitely on my radar. Uh, so then we also got a look at Prime Matter, um, which is a new publishing label from uh, from Koch Media, Coke Media. Which one is it? Do you know? I've never. I think it's Koch. Co- it's co- Koch. Koch. Koch Media. Or Koch. Okay, uh, we'll it's say one Koch. of those. <laughs> we'll say Koch. Um, so they announced a new label, uh, with, with Koch, from Koch Media called Prime, uh, Matter that they showed off 12 new games. Uh, this was, and I, I'm sure that this doesn't have anything to do with Jeff. I imagine that this was like a prepackaged thing that Prime Matter, you know, supplied to the show. Yeah. Um, but I thought this trailer was fucking terrible. Mm. Uh, (laughs) like, I, I don't know about you. I don't really see anybody complaining about it, but like just the way that they had it cut up where it was like we're showing off 12 new games and it was like just cuts from each of the 12 games no names nothing and then at the end it's like here's the logo and the name and it's like i don't know which game is which like i don't know like you're like obviously payday looks like payday we know what payday is you know that's fine like some of them were you know um like king's bounty is a sequel right really so it's like some of them if you're already in on the the you know the franchise or whatever then maybe you know what that looks like um but like you know there there are a couple games that like i i've seen now since that i think look interesting you know like uh project echoes of the end i thought looks pretty pretty interesting potentially um but it's like i had no idea what i was looking at during the sizzle reel It's like literally no shade at any of these games, no shade at Prime Matter, but like I thought this was just a really, really bad way to represent these games.
1: I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really understand the need for a new publishing label called Prime Matter when Koch Media owns THQ Nordic and Deep Silver. It makes zero sense to me.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Like, it's not not that crazy to me because like there are different there are different publishing arms of like Take-Two for example right like they have mm-hmm. 2K they have Rockstar they have different cultures they put out different kinds of games they they had private division that they created you know like a couple years mm-hmm. ago to make specifically yeah, that makes sense. smaller kinds of games and like it says here um this is from the the press release and it says The core aim is to, quote, deliver brilliant, immersive games from studios all across the world. Uh, It's led by, quote, a mix of seasoned industry veterans and enthusiastic fresh faces. And it's, like, focused on the global network of studios producing titles with developers in Russia, Serbia, the Czech Republic, Iceland, um, you know, a a bunch of other places. So I'm imagining that it's specifically for them to... Work with developers in regions that they aren't, you know, that they don't have a, a foothold in, because they're they're European anyway. But
1: yeah, possibly. But like, Deep Silver already does. Like, they then they produce that like they produce the Metro series, and they're like in these areas. It's yeah, I don't know. It, it to me is strange, and it was also strange that this wasn't like brought back in the presentation that this isn't really a new thing. It's from Koch Media. It was like, this is an all new publishing company, and it's like, it's sort of not. It's just a yeah. name under this umbrella.
0: That did feel weird to, to present it that way and not give that context, but it's also one of the things where, like, how many people know of Koch Media anyway? Like you know, T. Nobody
1: is so strange. Like you've got the Embracer Group that owns Gearbox and Koch Media, then Koch Media owns Deep Silver and THQ Nordic, and now this. And then I guess now Prime Prime Matter. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's all very. very It's kind of
0: like how nobody who isn't who doesn't pay attention to video games knows who Take Two is. Like nobody knows that Two K and Rockstar are owned by the same company. You know, unless you pay attention. Um, You know, Rockstar. So, you know, a couple interesting games in the sizzle reel. Um, excited to see them in a different format. Uh, so then we also got a look at one I know you'll be excited for. Uh, Two Point Campus, officially announced.
1: Extremely excited about this. I'm very excited. So this got leaked on their own website like a week ago. They accidentally put it live before they should have. Love it. Um, I never, ever thought this was going to be their next outing. Like at the beginning of... Uh, two point hospital. There's like a Ferris wheel in the background, and I was sure, like for sure, they were going to do like a theme park one, and that would seem like the next logical step for them. But I guess with Planet Coaster, it kind of it seemed pointless for them to do a theme park sim. So it's kind of let's do something different. And two point campus is not something I've seen done before, and no. this is so exciting to to run a school essentially, run a, like a college um it is really really cool and i'm looking forward to playing this one
0: yeah it's funny i i was kind of like really that's such an odd choice but then it's then i had that exact same thought of like yeah but it's never been done like every other thing that that came to mind for me it's like yeah there's like a million other sims that do the same shit you know Mm-hmm. Um so like why yeah, it's but... like
1: cities or theme parks or zoos, it's like all the fun stuff. But even like think back to the original theme hospital, how weird must that have been as a concept to try and pitch like ballfrog pitching to EA. Yeah, we want to do this this sim game similar to what we did with Theme Park, but it's a hospital. It's like why? Why, why would you want to do that? Why is that gonna sell? But they put their really fun twist on it and two-point hospital if anyone's played it is like a real is a really goofy game it pokes fun at itself we spoke a couple of weeks ago about how they're adding a bunch of like Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog stuff in there Sonic. so it's like you can see that they, they will probably do similar things with two-point campuses it can be goofy and fun and yeah. you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good a good time
0: Speaking of fun management sims, uh, we also got a look at a sequel that I didn't think would ever get made, um, which is Jurassic World Evolution 2. Uh, yeah. So funny enough, I, I was really high on the idea of Jurassic World Evolution because I love Zoo Tycoon. Um, and I just never got around to playing it. You know, I don't really like play that many PC games these days. And when it came to consoles... Um, I was wrapped up in something else, so I'm kind of like, "Oh, sweet, cool! They're doing a sequel. It's a great time for me to jump in on this game. I wanted to play the first time."
1: <laughs> well, you'd probably go in on the first one, right? Or I guess it doesn't really matter with these kind of games. Yeah, I
0: mean, I guess I could pick it up on sale now and and do that, but it's kind of like, I oh, might yeah. as well, might as well wait, right? Um, I mean,
1: Front Frontier make incredible games. They're the people that make Planet Coaster and Zoo Tycoon. Well, they they made Planet, Planet Zoo, Zoo, right? Yeah, which was. But they essentially did make zoo Tycoon. Right. Um for Microsoft. Um and they made like a couple of Roller Coast tycoons. They know how to make this kind of game. And to to basically make zoo Tycoon but with with uh dinosaurs. Like the and to have Jeff Goldblum as the voiceover person who's so telling great. you what to do. It's so fun. And I loved seeing him like there on stage and like taking the piss out of how like uh, Jeff Keeley spells his name obviously yeah. G E instead of Joff, G-off? Joff, <laughs> Yeah, it was so it was really fun. I love that man so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I did appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, keeping in line with like the um, the movie centric stuff, we got to look at Evil Dead the game, um, which is like a asymmetrical multiplayer. It looks a lot like. Um, uh, Dead by Daylight or... Yeah, I was going
1: to say Dead by Daylight where you hang the people up on the trees so and yeah. they have to come yeah. rescue
0: Or like Friday the 13th, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, I am a big fan of the Evil Dead um, film series. Big fan is maybe Generous. There are some crazy fans of that shit. I, I like the movies a lot. Um, And I-, I think that that universe just has such a fun aesthetic and like the fact that like they're like, oh, like we have all the heroes from the game, from the... The films and one of them is, is the knight from army of darkness and i was like yeah all right fuck yeah we're going full weird on this shit <laughs> so i don't know it, it looks it looks fun
1: yeah i just don't know if i need this when i've gone you know uh back for blood coming out i guess they're not the same game but no they're I so think different that, but i think back for blood's gonna f- fill the void that that evil dad would it's going to be that team game where i gather a group of friends and we go kill some zombies together i think they can peacefully coexist yeah they definitely can and they're coming out at very different times yeah so i think they they will both do well
0: i think they fill different enough niches but
1: i'm interested in both of them
0: um and then we also got to look at the next uh dark pictures anthology game house of ashes uh which is taking place um in iraq in like 2003 Couple soldiers get like sucked into this supernatural situation. Um, cautiously optimistic. I still haven't played Little Hope. Um, but no, the, I
1: haven't played Little Hope either. I keep meaning to play it with my dad because yeah. we play all these games together. But yeah, these, Th- they're fun though,
0: they, they're fun, but I don't think that they've made one that's lived up to until dawn. And that's no, been my frustration not, no. with them is that the announcement of this, I was like, oh man, they're gonna make like an until dawn like every two years. That's amazing. And instead, they made. Time they're
1: doing one every year. I aren't know, they? and
0: it, and they're not as good. So it's like slow down, like take more time with it, please. Because I I love the studio, love what they do, but it's just it's not it's not. I know that they're not living up to their potential, and that's frustrating.
1: To me. Maybe though, it's that not one of them has had that setting that speaks to you in the same way as until Dawn did. You know, like the first yeah. Dark Pitch anthology was on that weird boat, and it was like all like a weird chemical. I like both. Then, <laughs> then like uh, Little Hope was set like in Victorian times, I think it was. Like it was, it was back in time anyway. I and like then,
0: period pieces. You know, they're well. You haven't played that one, so you yeah. Don't who's know to it say that one is. might win me over? Um. Yeah, but you know, I I'm still not. I'm not down on it yet. I I really I believe in supermassive games. I think they have the ability to uh to hit it again. So maybe House of Ashes is the one. Uh, so then Jeff uh got to talk to his BFF uh, Kojima. He told us about how he's surviving um the pandemic. He talked about 9/11 a little bit. Uh, he talked about the future, <laughs> and then he was like, "Okay, yeah, here's the director's so- cut oh, of Death gonna- Stranding."
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, what, we're going to see what the next Kojima game is here, and it's like, no, Jeff, I can't tell you anything, uh, but here's something else.
0: <laughs> and it was, like, full of, like, all these Metal Gear references. and
1: I, I legit just... thought it was, like, a Metal Gear Solid remaster when it, like, first came in, and they're in that warehouse, and, like, it's doing that pan over the top. and They're I'm trying like, to fake what? you out. And then, And then he's, like, in a fucking box at some point. That was definitely It was a nod. That was a hundred percent. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. being
0: cheeky. Yeah, I mean, you know. If you're a Kojima fan, this probably you probably popped for this. Or or it made you really mad. So either way, I guess it made you feel something. <laughs>
1: and that's the point of all good art is to get a reaction, right? So <laughs> yeah. we just really mad at Kojima or mad that Konami still owns Metal Gear and we're never probably gonna see a good Metal Gear Solid game again.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, so then we got the announcement, and we're we're definitely skipping some stuff. So you know, uh, like we're we're trying to keep it to the stuff that we were, you know, that we were jazzed about. um We also got a look at uh, um, Deviation Games, which is a new studio um, with former Treyarch developers who are the founders. Um, they have worked on, like, a few other really, really notable IP aside from Call of Duty um, in the shooter space. And they've announced that they're working on, like, a new IP. They hyped it up a lot. <laughs> um, well,
1: according to Herman Hulse on Twitter, it's a groundbreaking new IP.
0: That's what they said, too. I mean, they were, yeah, yeah they were really, they were... Trust me, it's gonna blow your mind. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna impregnate you. It's gonna, yeah. You know, uh, well,
1: they're, they're stepping
0: their own cool aid for sure. <laughs> yes, but you know, whatever man, blow me away. Um, because then the big thing was that they, you, as you, you know, said with Herman Hulse, they part, their partner with Sony on this IP. So that's obviously a big deal. Um, pretty big news.
1: So. This seems to be a pretty common thing that Sony's doing lately. Not acquiring studios, but just partnering up with them. There's the new studio from Jade Raymond that they're doing it it with, with that new IP. I think there was another one that they announced that they're doing it with. I can't remember the, the studio it was. Yeah, and they're not like the first studio uh that they've done this with like
0: you know like obviously that was their relationship with insomniac for years like that was their relationship Mm -hmm. with that game company like it's it's something they've done before but it definitely seems like they are trying to expand the you know the playstation um you know studios portfolio um in that kind of more indirect way which um yeah that's works for me so yeah we'll see uh could could be good um so there were a bunch of other little announcements Um, you know, we definitely won't hit on all of them, but there were a few others that I wanted to just call out, uh, before we get to the main event, of course, Elden Ring. Uh, we got another look at Tunic, which I think looks fantastic. It's coming to ID at Xbox next week. I'm really excited to get my hands on it. Uh, obviously yeah that
1: was that was the other thing they announced wasn't it that whole xbox demo week yeah that they're doing with jeff so that's part of that so you'll be able to play a bunch of these games right
0: yeah and this game looks fantastic it, it looks like a you know it's a legend of zelda you know spiritual successor but you play as like a cute little yeah. fox i think that game looks phenomenal can't wait to get my hands on it um we also got to look at another game that i thought was pretty interesting uh um where was it? It was... Oh, yeah. The uh, Anac- Anacrusis. It had, like, a real, like, Left for Dead kind of vibe. But you're, like, fighting aliens and stuff. It looked, like, a little janky. But I'm interested in it. Definitely interested in it. Um... Yeah, and like, again, there's a, like a lot of other little announcements here that we're kind of going to have to skip over just because, you know, we got to we got to keep moving here. But overall,
1: um, three, three more events to talk about. Yeah.
0: yeah so overall, I thought this is a, a pretty strong uh, event for for something that isn't, you know, a publisher or, or a de- or developer. Right. Like this is something Jeff had to kind of source himself. And there's some really strong stuff here. And again, you know, we end on Elden Ring. Um, really, really. That's a big one. You know, that's a big deal, and uh, I think there was a lot of debate about when we were going to see it, if we were going to see it, when it was going to be coming out. All these questions have been answered now. People are— that
1: release date is not going to happen next Uh, January. Are you kidding?
0: I'm with you. Yeah, I think that a lot (laughs) of people are going to be disappointed when that slips from January, but, you know, you never know. Uh, You never know. That's all I'll say on that one I, I hope I yeah. hope for the the you know the souls uh fans out there the the from software fans out there um I hope that you hit that January date because I know that y'all are chopping at the bit for this game um you know I neither of us are souls fans I don't
1: I didn't I just gotta say I did not have a clue what was going on in this trailer like, I watched <laughs> this trailer and I'm like what is this game what do you do what is the story I had no idea what was I, going on
0: to me, I was like, "Yep, this looks like the next From Software game. It sure does." Um, yeah, that,
1: yeah, that's all it looked like to me. It was just like, I, "But I don't know anything about this game and what you do." Or, and I guess that's enough if you had played, you know, any of the previous Souls that's the games. Thing. Yeah,
0: like if you're a From Software person, you don't want to. Like, well, I mean, you want to know, but the fact that you don't know is exciting. I would imagine, right? It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, they're calling us the." the tarnished one or whatever what does that mean like you know like i already see people theory crafting and going nuts and everything so god bless y'all like this is christmas for you and i am super stoked for you uh these games have not not really ever spoken to me i don't think this is gonna be the one to grab me but um but i am really stoked for those of you who are stoked and again i think similar to the wonderlands announcement even though it's not for me it's hard not to look at that and be like okay yeah like nailed it <laughs> nailed it guys <laughs> that's a hell of yeah, a way to I mean, end the show
1: oh absolutely and um jeff like tweeted something out about how from software wanted to include it here at the end to like highlight you know not overshadow all of the other games that were there like that's what they wanted to you yeah, know so they wanted the to build hype like through yeah certain. It was it was really kind of a nice way of viewing it. it, wasn't? Because they know how how big and how hype and how much people won that game, and they could have just they could have put it anywhere, and whatever event they put it in, it would have it would have hit.
0: Also, I I did really think it was you know, and some people get really cynical about this kind of thing, and I think especially when you're talking about people who are like journalists or whatever, like they're not allowed to get excited about anything. Um, but I thought it was really funny how Jeff was just like. Here, like it's here, and I didn't blow the secret. Like it was, it came across as very genuine. Like he seemed like he was stoked, and I got a kick out of that. Um, so yeah, uh, strong showing from uh, from Kickoff Live, and uh, excited to see the rest of the events later this summer. So let's jump over to the Ubisoft side of things. This is one we're definitely uh, skipping a lot just because there's a lot of updates on old games that we don't play. If you do play those games, I'm sure there are other people that you go to for that coverage. So I'm not going to waste your time recapping bullet points for you. Um, so, I, you know, I think like the first, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, and I guess I'll, I'll spoil, spoil my thoughts on the Square stuff a little bit right now. Everybody's complaining about the Square event. I thought this was way harder
1: to watch. Um, well, the Ubisoft one. Yeah. Okay, put it this way, if if Nintendo hadn't have spoiled Mario Rabbids for you, would you have been more hyped for this event?
0: I would have... Probably no, because, like, I, that's still a cool announcement, right? Like, uh, I, to, you know, I guess to get through this, right, like, the two announcements in this that I care about are Far Cry 6 and Mario
1: Plus Rabbids, right? That's it. Oh, yeah. Um... I, I did like the look of the Avatar game, but I have just because that seems like our first first good look at a third party current gen game. Like it's a is the first big third party PS5 Xbox Series X exclusive that we haven't seen before.
0: Yeah, like yeah.
1: Far Cry Six is cross gen, and everything else in this in this presentation was cross gen or a current like last gen.
0: Yeah, and like that's a big announcement it's it's an actual announcement and fair play yeah like that that that's fine but the thing is i don't i didn't love avatar 10 years ago i sure as shit that's don't care about movie. it now um and i can't see myself caring about this game maybe they'll prove me wrong that's cool like after uh not aftershock uh massive is working on it they make good games maybe they'll win me over but that was you know i think for me like the first what twenty minutes of this thing? It's like Rainbow Six. It's Rocksmith Two. It's Assassin's Creed Valhalla update.
1: what uh, basically, a lot of this show was the Tom Clancy show. It was so, a lot of Rainbow Six. So much Rainbow Six.
0: And here's the thing: I didn't watch Ubisoft live. I skipped that. I was like, I can't. I can't. I I'm, well, I've been watching this for five minutes. I'm bored. Like, I do not care about this. And that's the thing. Everybody gets in their feelings about uh about these presentations i've seen some of our friends some of our peers tweeting a a lot of hot takes that i i don't agree with right where it's like oh i don't think i don't think that these uh that ubisoft and square need their own presentations i don't think that that this person needs their own presentation it's like i mean the thing is that like Looking at this, there is a huge number of people that care about Tom Clancy, and they were like, That's the thing that I care about in this, and I don't care about any of this other crap. So fair play,
1: right? Like, for me, I, I tuned in because I really wanted a good look at, at Far Cry Six. I know we already had yes. one, but I wanted to see more. I was actually really disappointed with the news we got, which was basically just an advert for the season pass where you can play as as villains from the previous game. And the the way they're selling it to you is they're including Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. It's like really, that's it. Like this game from what twelve years ago?
0: Yeah, but you gotta that's, imagine they're gonna re-
1: part of the deal. They're
0: gonna remaster hey? it though.
1: Oh, I hope they they they're
0: gonna release they it. I, I, I think there's no way they won't. I think they're gonna do the same thing they did with Far Cry three with five, right? You pre-order Far Cry five and you get Far Cry three as a bonus and then you can get the season pass and mm. we already announced that there will be these three campaigns with the villains or whatever. I think with for me, like I I'm not necessarily interested in that, but I don't find it disappointing because A, I would like to play Blood Dragon on modern consoles. That will be cool. Um, But I think it's also that I think because Far Cry 6 is shown at so many places this year, they had to kind of space things out because you got to yeah. think there was the segment at opening night that we didn't talk about where they talked about the
1: game and showed a little bit more of it. Yeah. We had the interview with, uh, Jean Carlo, which I actually really liked the interview with him. And he gave like good insight into the fact that he kind of sees this guy. He's not playing a villain. He's playing a good guy. Cause this guy actually cares he about his people. He believes that he's a good and, guy. Yeah. yeah. He believes that he's a good guy. It was like a nice insight into how he got into the, the frame role. of mind of the character. Yeah. And the fact that he was like, so jazzed about it was, was
0: cool um but then we also saw it at, at xbox you know and, and we saw yeah, and,
1: at, we, and we saw more gameplay at xbox and that was a pretty good yeah.
0: showing of it it was like a good mm-hmm. chunk of gameplay so it's like you know i, I probably would have saved that for your own presentation but you me know too. what are you gonna do um so i think i think for me like i just i don't have anything to say about the other stuff it's like i'm excited for far cry 6 um you know i, I know we're both big far cry fans and and I think Far Cry is a series that is like it's very interesting. A lot of people really don't like it. A lot of people really like it.
1: A lot of people have a lot of problem
0: with its like politics um, or lack. Well, actually, of. this
1: one actually is political. You know, they're finally like embracing the politics, which is nice.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I think I think for me, like, I like I like Far Cry. I like Far Cry. It it is what it is, and it's not perfect. There are things about it that like you know you could argue are problematic or whatever, but um but I but I I find the gameplay loop to be really fun and sure. I really I feel like the the vibe of uh, that Giancarlo is bringing to the villain um is kind of what I was missing in five we talked about five recently and how like I just didn't like five as much as I liked three and four and I remember one of the things you asked me was like did I struggle to believe it because of it being set in America and like that didn't help, but I think the big thing for me was like I just didn't like Father John as much. Like he was a he was like spooky and like had gravitas or whatever, but I just didn't find him as like uh, he wasn't
1: like a dictator like Pagan Man or any of the previous ones in in Far Cry Two but I feel and like, Three. I feel
0: like Pagan and Voss. Like what I liked about them was that they were charming. Was that, like, they were, they were crazy and they were violent and erratic or whatever, but that, like, they were, you know, and the, the game director made a comment about it where it was like, oh, they were the kind of person that, like, you feel like you could sit across at the dinner table and they'll have a conversation with you and convince you that there's some internal logic to their, you know, crazy ideology or
1: whatever. Yeah, but then they can flip a switch and just be, like, full-on brutal.
0: Yeah, and I felt like John always felt crazy. So it didn't feel like it had as much dynamic range. And then there were some gameplay stuff about, like, the AI was, like, overly aggressive and stuff. Like, there are a lot of little things that that made me like Far Cry 5 but not fall in love with it. And at 6 feels like it's getting back in line with the stuff that I think I really dug about 3 and 4. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: they fully embraced how stupid it is with the, like, CD changer gun that was like playing the like,
0: The car that could fucking fly. There's like a yeah. uh, there's that insane rooster. That's the the sidekick character that they showed off.
1: Like, oh, what about the little dog with the wheels? He's so cute. <laughs> so cute.
0: Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, I'm I'm excited to see it. And like, I think the fact that it's it's set in like a fictional. Uh, area again is is good. saying Cuba right? It, it is, but I think it. I might be wrong. I might be speaking out of turn. I thought it was set in like a a a place that's
1: inspired by Cuba, but not actually yeah. Cuba. But it basically, it's Cuba. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, but that's fine. I I, I don't. It's think... not
1: like it's set in Montana Montana like the last one was. Right. It's Not a real place. Right. But th- that's unusual. I I actually thought it was Cuba because all of the games have been set in real places, haven't they? Like. Four was set in India. We had...
0: Yeah, but it was set in, like, a province that doesn't exist, is the thing. It's like... It, mm-hmm. it, that. I think that's how well, they... The, sh-
1: so the place in Montana was an actual real place then? Like, Hope County was a real no, place? No, I'm sure Hope County
0: is fake, but it's still the thing of, like, we talked about it, like, a couple of weeks ago, where it's like there's a law enforcement department that sends police officers in and then they disappear and the phones are jammed or whatever and that's how they explain that you can't talk to anybody on the outside but what the fuck the national guard didn't send
1: more people you know what i mean like it's hard to suspend your helicopter you couldn't escape like all of the helicopters you've got it's not like you're on an island you could have just flew over the borders (laughs) you could have got out so that, that's the thing for me is that I think it was just harder for me to suspend
0: my disbelief. And, and I, I am totally willing to acknowledge that, that could just be my ignorance as, like, a Westerner, right? Like, I'm from America, so it's like, that, that couldn't happen in Montana because, like, that feels too familiar to me. Whereas, like, I've never been to Cuba, so I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, like, fake. It's fictionalized Cuba, right? It's like, I, I don't think this is what Cuba's actually like, but, like, it's easier for me to believe a fictionalized version of a country I've never been to.
1: You know, Um, so maybe you are right. By the way, it's set in a fictional Caribbean island of Yara, which is inspired by Cuba.
0: Right. There you go. Um, So, yeah, I think I think that that whole like every one of those elements um, has me feeling like this might this might uh, hit all the right notes for me. And, and, you know, maybe replicate the feelings I had with like a Far Cry 4.
1: We'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. What about Mario Rabbids, though? Because that was the other big standout game. Can you fucking believe that Nintendo leaked this? Crazy. I actually don't think it was Nintendo that leaked it. So uh, the way the website works is developers can schedule for their games and their pages to go live on the website with, like, release dates. So I think Ubisoft got their times fucked up and scheduled the page to go live before they should have.
0: Yikes. probably
1: a time zone issue or yeah. something fucking messed up
0: oh man it's so embarrassing i was like somebody yeah. lost their job on that one that's rough
1: because <laughs> this would have been a really cool reveal like, yeah
0: yeah and like it's fine like you know I, I would have rather have been surprised but i think it's still a cool announcement that i'm really excited for either way you know i, I really like um liked the original mario plus rabbits kingdom battle so excuse me um this premise seems insane. That they're just like, yeah, we're we're we're, we're space adventurers now or whatever. It's like,
1: yeah, whatever. yeah. We're not, we're now in a galaxy. And we brought Rosalina along for the li- uh, for the ride, and then uh, sp- the Sparks exist, which are rabbits plus Lunas. It's like so crazy. And the pre-alpha gameplay looked incredible. Yeah, and I can really see great. why I can see why there's some people online saying this can't be running on a normal Switch because it does look very, very good. Fingers crossed.
0: We all saw that GameStop advert. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, but I, I'm really excited for this. Um, I was a big fan of the original. Never finished it. Uh, it was a game I borrowed and I never got around to the DLC, but I finally bought it on a sale not that long ago. Um, and I've kind of just been like waiting to, to pick it up. So I, I think I might boot it up later when I'm like, you know when i need my tv game after i'm done playing ratchet and clank yeah. i think i might play some so, some rabbits
1: it's like the only mario game that ever goes on sale as well because like regularly pick this up for like 10 pounds yep. it's crazy
0: worth every penny um so I, i'm i'm really excited for this i don't have a lot more to say about it um i remember they said that they were they were really uh that they're the gameplay innovations that they have for it are really going to shake up the genre which is something i think thought was interesting um Mm -hmm. but i think even if it was just more of the same i'd be down for that so i feel like this is one that's going to uh going to deliver um, when it does eventually come out so um i am very much looking forward to it My camera oh no i'm sorry audio listeners okay 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 there we go we're good Sorry. Anyway, uh, and then we got to look at this Avatar game. It's a first-person action adventure. I don't know. We We didn't really get a lot on it. You know, it's, it's Avatar. So if you've seen Avatar, you have an idea of what Avatar action looks like. It was some action sequences.
1: Humans are there. I just, part of me, though, couldn't believe that the beginning of this was not, like, pre-rendered. And I know they said it was, like, powered by the Snowdrop. But I just don't see that that's not, like, pre-rendered in Snowdrop. I think it was
0: pre-rendered because there was a point where it looked like the footage switched to, like, actual gameplay, and it looked a lot different.
1: And I was like, oh, this doesn't look as good as I thought it did. No.
0: So, I don't know. We'll see. So, it's coming out next year. Uh, So, let's jump over to the Xbox. Oh,
1: wait. No, I guess overall review. What do you think about this one? I, I liked it. The game, some of the games we skipped um, Rainbow Six Extraction formerly Rainbow Six Quarantine um, I actually thought looked kind of cool different setting, like different enemies you're fighting aliens instead but yeah. other than that, as with everything Ubisoft I really kind of feel they're way too heavy on the Tom Clancy but I get that that's their bread and butter it sells all the time, it probably keeps the company afloat because you'd ta- you, uh, tag Tom Clancy's name on anything and it sells
0: they're also good games, right? They're not our kinds of games, but a lot of people really like them. So mm-hmm. that's the thing with Ubisoft. They have so many games as a service and like ongoing games that like if you don't play them, you don't know anything about them and you don't care about them. But there's a big community that really cares about them. So, you know,
1: no disrespect. Yeah, and they said it was 20 million concurrents on um, Rainbow Six Siege that they reached this year.
0: Yeah, which is crazy. Um, I think for me like I think overall I'd give it like a C plus probably because I think I I, there wasn't a lot here for me but I don't think that that's why I didn't vibe with it I I, I mean that is part of it right but like I think it's that like in general I didn't love the pacing of the show there was so much focus in the beginning on you know Tom Clancy and it felt like it went on forever and like you know, the yeah, rocks. I,
1: I actually watched this after the fact, so I skipped a lot. Of I skipped that a lot so of that's that stuff. That's why I don't feel that way. But I also feel there's some huge omissions here. that like we still don't know anything about um, uh, the what's the sale game that they're doing. Oh, um, Skull and Bones. Skull we and still bones. know nothing about yeah. Skull and Bones. We didn't see, which I never ever thought we were gonna see, Beyond Good and Evil two. Like wow. I just don't think that game exists anymore. I and, don't think it ever um, did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 well, the, do you remember was it the was it the E3 was it last E3 that we had 2019 where they had that whole thing about how we're doing this thing where you can get your art in yeah. the game and yeah, you yeah. submit them it's like where the fuck's that all gonna go because this game just does not exist I don't know it'll come eventually
0: or it won't whatever who who knows it's insane Um, but yeah I think I think for me like the the Mario plus Rabbids news is a big deal and you know as much as i don't really care about the avatar news that was a that's a pretty sizable announcement so i think between those and everything else like it it wasn't a weak show it was just a show that felt poorly paced i think for me and it felt very centered on delivering news to audiences that didn't need to be watching e3 to get that news you know mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know that you need to tell us like
1: like, like, Well, this is their usual format, right? Isn't it Ubisoft forwards quite a kind of a regular thing? And it feels like Square Enix has also did that similar thing where they're just that... using the same format isn't aren't really adjusting it and adapting it in the same way
0: and that's fine like you know i think it's just like it's just what these are like ubisoft and square always have the worst shows in my opinion um they're always the two that are least interesting and i think that's part of it is that like they make a lot of really niche stuff so if unless you're in that niche you probably don't care and you'll walk away with one or two things that are for you but that they they don't have like a mass appeal type show and like that's fine it is what it is Um, But I think this was the the most bored I've been so far was this show. And that's why I skipped a lot of stuff because it was just like, I just, it's not only that I, that this isn't a game that I am going to play. You're taking too long with it and you're presenting it in a way that's not helpful for me. And it's like, there's stuff like with like Rocksmith where it's like, did that need to be an E3 announcement? Like that's, you know, like I get it. It's a video game. It's an Ubisoft product. They want to show it off. You know, I
1: actually thought all of that was cool as well. But I don't play guitar, and I was like, some of this seems cool, but it's also just uh, like what is it, a premium version of the thing they've already got that they're essentially announcing and here. It just, it just feels to me like this is more of a consumer product.
0: Yeah, like, it's literally a video game, but it's, like, it's not, it really, well, it's, yeah. it's a device for you to learn how to play guitar, like, why are we talking about this at E3? It's the same way I would yeah. feel like when EA would do, like, their FIFA presentation, and they're, like, here's Pele to talk about soccer, and it's, like... Well,
1: when Microsoft had the fucking cars here's on a car, stage, like, here's Porsche, and it's, like, oh, here's the new Porsche 911, let me no tell you cares. about it for about five minutes.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I
1: that's that's the stuff that rubs me the wrong way. like if you want to talk well, you know, about I how you felt a little bit I kind of feel a little bit about about that by a lot about a lot of things though like um music like the the music piece at Jeff Keeley's show I just yeah it's like I, I don't want it didn't resonate with me
0: I don't want to watch Weezer play at this like I don't you know like and I like Weezer, but like I don't it's not it's not the vibe. yeah, I agree with you. um I think that stuff just feels like a waste of time. So let's uh let's jump over to the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Um I I'm going to come out the gate, I guess, on the review of
1: this one. I think this has been the strongest one so far. Um By far. and the pacing on this was snap snap insane. snap snap. We didn't go
0: We didn't heard go three back to
1: stage once. <laughs> there were three breaks for talking. Three breaks for talking.
0: And it was fucking Todd Howard, Pete Hines, and Phil Spencer, and that's it. That's the fucking move. I'm
1: amazed that Phil came out last. Of course he did. I thought he was going to be at the top, but now we get Todd out the gate with fucking Starfield. Like, what a way to start the show. Here's here's our new game.
0: Also, can you believe the Washington Post leaked this like five fucking ten minutes before the goddamn thing started? Did you see
1: that? The the release date, Yeah. yeah.
0: They posted the whole trailer.
1: I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> that's, that's games? Okay, all right, guys. Um, well, they had that interview with Todd Howard, which I think was in was published in the Telegraph in the UK, where they like revealed a bunch more things about it. But yeah, the, yes. that's why.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I'm just kidding. It's it. Mistakes happen. Uh, no shade at anybody. Um, it's not like
1: Ubisoft being killing their own game,
0: <laughs> right? But yeah, I mean, so. Creation Engine 2. we know we have a new engine. Epithesta, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, remember I said last episode that I was like really concerned that they were going to continue to use Creation Engine and there was going to be bloom fucking everywhere. Yeah. But it feels like they toned that down quite a lot and I was very Definitely. excited with how this game it looked. Looks it looks
0: a lot different. Great. Yeah, it has a very yeah. modern look to it. Uh, 11, 11, 22, so it's coming out next year. Uh, shout out yeah. to me for getting a point on the board with our E3 predictions right mm-hmm. there, baby. Mm-hmm. Feels good, love it. Uh, but the real... The real fucking news, right? Confirmation that it's an Xbox exclusive.
1: Yeah, which uh, I can't believe anyone didn't think it was. Like it's They don't spend billions of dollars on a company and Look, not make the games exclusive. You're right. I agree with you. But we all know. We didn't know.
0: We didn't know what was going to happen. Xbox is fucking crazy. Like, if, if, did I think that was going to happen? No. Was there ever a point where I thought it might? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. like... I'm. Um, this is just cool. It's cool to see it confirmed. It's cool to see them like line in the sand. These games are Xbox games now. Get
1: used to it. Pretty cool. Yeah, was well, so that? I I actually quite like the fact that it is. Uh, and and I know that I know that's probably a bad thing to say because exclusives suck in general. But it's no, nice don't. to see them have to. Like they can really cater for that one platform uh-huh. and refine it and make it absolutely perfect for it. Because you look how great some of the Sony games looked at the end last of the last part generation. Two. Ghosts of Shiz. Yeah, it's like that's running on a fucking seven-year-old console and it looks like that. It's incredible, and I want that from Bethesda Games. I really, really want them just like honed in, perfected, looking fantastic on that hardware.
0: Yep, I agree um hot take i don't think exclusives are a bad thing you know like that's part of what makes a platform have an identity like i yeah. i do think it's bad that xbox is deciding the way to make exclusives is to just buy the entire industry i have lots of concerns about that <laughs> but <laughs> exclusives are not the problem in my opinion um but yeah i mean starfield we didn't learn a ton um but lots of interesting tidbits that have come out from the the interview about that it has like a structure very similar to skyrim um you know like some 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 tidbits are starting to come out i think what we're probably going to see is similar to like the um the fallout 4 announcement where it was like they announced it played it a little close to their chest they gave us one big here's like a 45 minute reveal and we're going to talk about it and we're going to really dig in and then we're gonna shut up and go away until it's out um
1: which i'm yeah, fine we're probably gonna get that next e3 and then it'll be yep done then
0: it'll be out that year
1: mm-hmm. beautiful uh first i like that i i usually prefer announcements closer though there's one in the square uh presentation we'll get to there i just can't believe how close it is to the from the announcements of the release yeah,
0: totally wild um yeah we'll talk about that in a minute but yeah, I, this is cool. It's cool to finally see it and I am excited. Uh the fact that they specifically called out Creation Engine 2 um is something that I think was was interesting cuz you know, um my fiance Sarah is a huge uh Elder Scrolls fan, big Bethesda nerd and um She and I were talking about it the other day, and I was saying, like, you know, like, I'm worried about Starfield. Like, I'm worried that it's a game that's been made in a vacuum, that it's been made for too long, that it's going to have, like, a cyberpunk problem where it's going to be a game that's made on last-gen hardware so, like, it feels old even when it comes out. And the fact that they're like, nope, it's Xbox exclusive. It's only coming out on Series S and X and PC, and that's the vibe. This is the next step he's like all right cool then i'm i'm in i'm excited to see it so show me some more toddy uh so then we also got a look at stalker 2 um not really do much for me but it is cool to see uh some of the more kind of like you know it's, it's it feels a little generic. It's a shooter, right? It's a shooter. You're shooting some demon monsters and stuff. And it, okay, cool. Like you've seen this yeah, kind this of game. This is where
1: before. the Metro games were born from.
0: And and I I don't mean that with like any kind of like dig. It's just like seeing those kinds of games. It's the same way I feel about driving games. Not for me but i love seeing them when we're in a new generation cuz it's like all right show me the tech Oh,
1: pretty how does These this look? Cars look so shiny <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and i felt that way about stalker 2 where i'm like ooh all right like i'm not going to play this game but
1: it looks really love, love a bit of ray tracing
0: yeah yeah i'm like look sharp it looks sharp folks who play it are going to love it uh but speaking of a hard horror- shooty game that i am gonna play we got uh, a look at back for blood and we got the confirmation of the rumor that it started circling earlier this week that it was going to be coming to game pass on day one which is hype God. as fuck i am yeah, so, I'm excited. so excited <laughs>
1: yeah i like we've been wanting to play this game since they announced it, the beta was only on a PC, so we, we kind of missed out on that because I don't have a PC and you don't really like playing games on PC. But the fact that we're going to be able to play this later this year and we can just, you know, go and attack some fucking zombies and monsters together on stream, I'm so wait. excited.
0: I am so excited for this game. And especially because uh, all of the the preview coverage that I've heard from the beta was that it is fucking awesome, and that the only thing that anybody had to complain about was that the beta was over.
1: So, Wow, that's awesome. Well, that's, we're going to see more on this, aren't we? Because there's the WB Games presentation yep. coming up, I think it's on Monday, so yeah. today as as this is released. So we, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Um
0: But also, there's another beta. If you pre-order it, you can play it in August now. So...
1: I'm not going to pre-order it because it's on Game Pass. No, yeah, but I'm just saying we'll we'll hear more about it yeah. soon
0: for sure. Cannot wait, cannot wait for that game. Uh, so then we got to look at Contraband, which is a new IP from Avalanche, um, and it is exclusive to Xbox.
1: Mm. What do you think about this? So one? these are the these are the Just Cause uh, studio, uh, and I'm, uh, you know, it's a cinematic trailer. Doesn't really reveal much. It looks like it's set in the past. The fact that they had like load of cool like i think it must be the early 80s stuff in there Apparently yeah, the there's the r- like... original microsoft logo was in there there's polaroids and things um i liked that it's an open world game um it's co-op all of these things were kind of ringing true in my ears and it kind of i don't know what it we don't know what it is yet but it, i kind of had like a little heisty vibe to it And then the name Contraband really reaffirmed that maybe this is like, you know, you're co-oping together to go and uh, steal things.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I was getting is maybe it's like a heist
1: game. Yeah, which I'm so excited for. I feel like there's never been a really good heist game where you plan them and execute them. And it kind of feels like it's something that maybe an IO Interactive should have done where you take that hitman kind of structure of rather than killing people you're going and you're performing this heist and you're stealing things but to do that in an open world and co-op if that is what this game is would be really really cool
0: yeah yeah definitely um yeah I'm, i'm interested in it i'm definitely interested in it um so yeah we'll see we'll see how it comes together but um avalanche is definitely a studio with some chops so could be good um, so then we got to look at uh, a bunch of new content coming to Sea of Thieves. Uh, it's got a crossover with Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's called uh, Sea of Thieves: A Pirate's Life. It is a um, an original story. They said um, it definitely seems like pretty referential to the films, but um, yeah, they're kind of I think trying to have their own little. Kind of like Fortnite moment here, it feels like, almost, where it's like, ah, there's a crossover with this thing, and they're in the Sea of Thieves universe <laughs> yeah. now. And
1: Well, everyone seems to be doing that, or at least a lot of these Microsoft IPs seem to be doing that. We've got one with Flight Sim coming up, where there's that DLC that's coming out later this year, which is a crossover with a movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Uh, I don't know about this. Like, I I feel weird about it. Like I saw a lot of people who were very excited, and and um, you know we we play Sea of Thieves off and on with some of the members of the community, and like I saw Doc was excited about it, Dan was excited about it. So um, I'm I'm not like inherently down on it. I I just don't always feel great about like IP crossover like this. I feel like when it works, it's really cool, and when it doesn't, it feels like cheap and it feels kind of like ham fisted. A little bit, and like Sea of Thieves is such a game that, like, to me, it's not about the story. I don't know what the story of the game is. Like the the story is. I don't even
1: know there was one.
0: I don't know what there is. I to me, it's like the story is the adventures that you create with your friends while you're playing, and like the idea of like let's all squat up and play through this story. Yeah,
1: and then and then know. Danny blows us all up and Doc goes crazy. It's it's good fun.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know about this. I I'm willing to reserve judgment, but it definitely didn't. It didn't. Some uh, of the
1: stuff looked cool though, like the ghost ships coming towards you. Uh, yeah, that the, was like, cool. Who's that guy with the like squid face? Oh, uh, Davy Jones. Yeah, he, he's in there as well with his little lobster claw hand. Yeah, so it, it does look kind of cool. And I'd imagine if you're a fan of the game and a fan of the movie, this probably is like huge, really, really hitting home for you. Yeah,
0: I think it's just for me. Like, I really liked the original Pirates of the Caribbean movie i thought the second one was fine and then now i'm just kind of like why are there like six more of these like let's can we i'll be honest
1: i only like the ride at disneyland i think the movies are boring
0: okay interesting that's an interesting take um so then we also got the news that yakuza like a dragon's coming to game pass today uh which is really sick um i definitely would love to give that game a shot so i think i probably will now that it's
1: free really you're starting with that one you're not going to start with all of the other fucking Yakuza games that are on yeah, there. But, but, start oh, with Like a Dragon. Oh, oh, you mean like starting to play? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would you start there? That's like going, hmm, I'm going to start Mass Effect 3 and well, not cause play the other ones. Because it's different. It's like a turn-based RPG, and I like those. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I don't love brawlers, you know? Oh, the brawling's fun, and yeah, the other... Uh, the other ones i'll work my way backwards i'll play zero afterwards <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Uh, so we get a look at battlefield 2042 which um this kind of game not really my bag but battlefield is weird like i picked up battlefield i think world war one or whatever it was like a couple years one in. yeah 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 and like I think it was because the story mode I thought was interesting. That was, like, they had that, like, little VNs thing. I liked thing. the
1: story modes on Battlefield 1. And they did the same on Battlefield 5, which made no sense that they just called the next one Battlefield 5. And there's no campaign in this one. And that is that is
0: disappointing. Um, but I will say that, like, that's really my only experience with Battlefield. But I really liked that campaign, and I got a little bit into the multiplayer of that one because I had bought it. Um this is not necessarily a game for me but looking at this i thought this looked incredible like with like the dynamic weather there's like this like there's like a scene where everybody's like fighting around a tornado and there's like people flying ships in the air there's people ziplining on the ground there's people at the top of these buildings like it was nuts it was like really crazy and like it felt Authentic, like you know, it didn't feel like oh here's this prepackaged piece of Scripted, footage yeah. that shows a perfect scenario where everything is really cool. It actually looked like people playing, and it was like this is what the gameplay is like. And for that, I mean, really cool, really cool. I thought.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm not gonna pick this game up. Uh, but I am excited um, to see where the re- where the series goes, and um, it's a good look at what Dice can do with Frostbite on next-gen hardware, and I'd be interested to see what what that uh, entails for the rest of the EA games that utilize it. Really, yeah.
0: It's really impressive-looking stuff. So um, as much as it's probably not a game that that will pick up, pretty damn cool. Speaking of games I will pick up, though, uh, we got a final release date on 12 Minutes coming out August 19th. It will will be console-launch exclusive, and it will launch on Xbox Game Pass hype hype and as... I'm so excited for this hell I am so excited for this game it looks so good it is 500 my jam can't wait
1: and keep a lookout for some more on this there's the Anna Perna presentation which I doubt we'll be covering in our coverage on Tuesday but tune in have a watch if you're interested in 12 minutes there's gonna be a bunch more um, yeah. interesting tidbits on this game I'm sure
0: at this point I don't really want to see anything else it's so close I'm I'm good. Like, I'm in. I'm getting it. No,
1: I'm the same. And there's a bunch of games that I I was like that with. Um, So, yeah, I'm totally with you, especially for such a story-driven game like this one. You know, it's fine to see something like Battlefield 2042 and they show you some new guns and some new mechanics and things. But, yeah, for a story game, you you don't really want it ruined.
0: Exactly. Uh, Speaking of story games that got a release date, Psychonauts 2, huge deal. Uh, Obviously, Absolute Cult Classic, the original. People love Double Fine. Uh, I think when Double Fine came to Xbox, that was kind of one of the things that people were so excited about was like finally they can just make whatever games they want and not worry about funding. This is like the game that everybody has wanted for forever. Granted, this was figured out before Xbox and everything. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, cool to see it finally coming out. I have not played the original. So I'm not like quite there for it right now you know but no i don't get it um but yeah people really love uh psychonauts so i am i'm i'm a big fan of tim Schafer and and the folks at double fine so i'm i'm really just happy to see that this uh exists and that it is yeah i love him.
1: I love him and one of my favourite moments of him was um I, I don't know if you ever watched them, but the BAFTA Game Awards uh, mm-hmm. here in the UK and like when he got his Lifetime Achievement Award and just like seeing everyone talking saying nice things about him, he just couldn't believe it. He was just like so overcome with emotion that everyone was saying all these nice things about him.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan. He he uh he's he's a, a creator with I think a really unique voice in the space and uh seems like yeah, a just...
1: seems Seems like a good dude. Yeah. He just seems so humble all the time. He's achieved so much in his career and he just, you know, he never seems like the kind of jackass douchebag you could potentially become. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, I don't know if you watched the day of the dev stream that they did this year. Um, but he's, he's one of the presenters and like creators of it and everything. And, uh, He like opened it up and was just like talking about how he's like, ah, it's like I just I love games. And it's so exciting to be a part of this industry and see like what all these young, like fresh, creative voices are doing. And it's cool to see somebody who's achieved so much and been in the game for so long who uh, is still excited about it and not doesn't have that Mm -hmm. cynicism. Um, So speaking of more stuff that Xbox acquired. Uh, new Bethesda games are coming to Game Pass. Um, a, a couple really good ones. Uh, Dishonored: uh, Death of the Outsider is one of them. Love that fucking game. Is the original
1: Dishonored on there yet? It is. Now the whole okay. series is there. Okay, check it out. Because it was only Dishonored two for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they they got it there now. Uh, and then Fallout, Fallout two, Fallout Tactics, and Fallout three are all there. Um, the original three fallouts only on PC right now. Kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, they'll never ever come to console. They just will not put the work in to make those controller based.
0: They should though. Um, a couple other cool things. Yeah, but, uh, Rage, Doom, Wolfenstein 2, uh, Evil Within 2, Arx Fatalis, good list. Uh, we're, we're getting, we're getting almost all, all of them in there now these days. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, We got some more looks at the uh, next expansion for Fallout 76. They actually talked about the next two. Um, We don't play that game, though, so we're going to move on. Uh, We got to look at Party Animals, which is a Gang Beasts clone, it feels like. (laughs) You played Gang Beasts? Is it a clone or is it by the same people? I don't think it's by the same people, but you know what? It could be. Find out. Find out. I'm going to have a look. You have a look.
1: Yeah. I'm looking it up now. So
0: while you look that up, uh, Hades is uh, coming to Xbox, the physical version. is uh, And
1: PlayStation.
0: And PlayStation, yeah, of course. Um, and it's coming to Game Pass on August 13th. So that is a fucking slam dunk. If you have listened to this show, you know I really liked Hades uh, last year. I think it was the strongest indie game of the year. Um, definitely on the short list for game of the year in general for a lot of people. Uh, if you haven't played it and you can pick it up now for free, you better. Don't don't miss it. Don't sleep on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so then we got, a, did you find out? Not the same. <laughs> little little close. Little <laughs> close for comfort for me on that one. But I got to say, I love Gang B so much that I'll play this game.
1: Yeah, plus being little cute animals is, you know, a real plus.
0: Yeah. Uh so then we also got a look at Somerville, uh, which is another I'm game. I'm so excited for this game. Looks great. Coming to Game Pass next year. Uh this is from the developers of Inside. Uh
1: as it's well. Not from the developers of Inside. Wait, it's not? It's from a new studio called Jump Ship. And they developed a brand new IP with in collaboration with the co founder of Play Dino Patty. Oh,
0: okay. And it's a
1: brand new studio. So it's from the CEO of
0: of Playdead. Yes, got it. Which,
1: okay. and the co-founder of Playdead. So it makes sense why it looks like inside. But I guess I apologize. He's now left. He's now left Playdead. Um, okay. and is working on something. new. I
0: saw some people tweeting about that. I guess. I guess I misread. I apologize. Um, but it has that vibe to it. You can kind of see Definitely. that lineage to it. Um, this looks really good. Like the art style. I know. Really I was cool. so excited for it. Yeah. It seems like you're like a you know you're playing a dad and you're you you've got your you're like your wife and your kid and your dog and you're trying to like escape an alien invasion.
1: Yeah, like and then at the end of the trailer, it's like the kid looks up and looks over the thing, and I'm like, are you gonna play the kid at some point as well?
0: Well, that looked like the beginning to me, and it was like yeah. the aliens are coming in the house or whatever, and the kid's waking up, and I was like, oh shit, like that's scary, like that's. I don't know, it's cool. you
1: know how scary and intense inside gets at times. Like when the dog's chasing you and you're like jumping off that fucking cliff and your heart's like beating as the dog is coming up close to you and all you have to do, the only thing you can do is just leg it and leap and hope (laughs) that you land safely. Those games are so good.
0: Yeah. Also, um, that is one of my favorite pieces of British slang. To say run, you're just like, you just got to leg it. <laughs> just, oh, you don't say that? Okay, <laughs> no, you don't. I just think it's really funny. And not in like, a, oh, it's stupid. I just, it's funny to me. He's got to leg it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we got another look at Halo Infinite. Um, we got some, some more little story bits. We got another really big look at the multiplayer. We got the confirmation that multiplayer is going to be free to play. Uh, and it's going to support 120 FPS. They have said it launches this holiday. So that is another point for me on the board.
1: I, 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 yeah, I don't think they're hitting this. Jason Shry made a very good point, which was, it's very interesting. They're willing to commit to a specific release date for Starfield, but they're only saying holiday 2021 for Halo Infinite. Look, here's the thing. Do I think they'll hit it? Maybe
0: not. Maybe probably But they
1: not. did announce it. But so they yeah. did
0: announce it, and they gave a vague release window so I get my motherfucking points! Also, <laughs> here's my thing. Uh, they should take as much time as they want with that fucking game. Because where I'm at with it right now, I think it looks pretty good. Like, the the multiplayer stuff they were showing, it was giving me big
1: Halo 3 yeah. vibes. I'm- multiplayer looked great, but the problem is they showed fuck all of the campaign other than what swimming through a bit of stuff or whatever it was, and it was like really that's it from the yeah campaign. i mean we've
0: yeah we we haven't seen a ton of the campaign but that's the thing like it's fine like i i don't know like if they need to take more time they need to take more time like yeah but,
1: and i think that's what's probably going to happen we're probably going to see the multiplayer release free to play and then the campaign slips
0: maybe comes later yeah i don't know but they also uh you know they had the creative director uh come out and you know they they um made the point of pointing out that he's been around since the old school days and he was the director on ODST and then he left and now he's come back and they're super excited to have him back so I mean in my mind, oh cool he was the creative director on the last Halo game that I liked, aside from Reach
1: (laughs) so it's pretty good this is what, the third director of this game? yes not great is it?
0: no, not great, but if he comes in, takes what was working, scraps what wasn't, and we get a good game out of it, I'm trying to maintain positivity because
1: I really want this game to be good. I want it to come
0: together. I want to love Halo again.
1: Yeah, I just really feel like they're setting themselves up already because the way they pitched it, the person that was presenting said, and season one of the mul- and the free-to-play multiplayer was releasing ho- like holiday 2021, And then they only later in the presentation clarified that the campaign was also coming holiday 2021, and when they showed the, like, screenshot, it was two distinct things. It was Halo
0: Infinite multiplayer, free-to-play, Halo Infinite, epic campaign. So yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they split them up. I think that's fine, though. I I wouldn't have a problem with that. Hell, if they put it out, and the multiplayer is really good, and the free-to-play multiplayer takes off, and then the campaign sucks, I wouldn't even really care about that. That'd be fine.
1: I just yeah, want. I think most people are probably gonna take that viewpoint. To be honest, I just want Halo to be back.
0: You know, and I like the campaign of Halo games, but like I haven't played one in so long. Like I don't, whatever. Win me back or don't. As long as the gameplay is good, like, I think I think I'll, I think I'm in it. You, you really
1: know? should just play Destiny and just go in the Crucible. I don't you like have a great Destiny. time with it.
0: I don't like it. Just I don't, don't like
1: play it. the loot. The loot a bit. Just play in the Crucible. You'll have a good time. But don't I
0: need good gear to be good in the Crucible?
1: Yeah, I guess but right. Get someone to give you some. I don't want
0: to fucking. I don't want to do it. I don't. I don't like the world of Destiny. I like Halo. <laughs> I like Halo, Steve. Okay, I like Halo. I want to play Fair Halo. <laughs> Sorry, I pulled out my headphones. I got very emotional there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we also got to look at uh, the Diablo 2 remake. Uh, it is launching on September twenty third. And it looks pretty good.
1: It looks fucking amazing, Pete. But this is, you know, nothing new. We saw all this before. We know everything that's in it. We know you can play in the old isometric 2D assets if you want. And the glorified new 3D engine that they're running it in. So I'm very excited about this. I cannot wait. Eight-player
0: co-op. So they
1: added some stuff too, right? Like Some. I mean, I think we had maybe six-player co-op before on Battle.net. Whether it's the same or now, I don't know, because obviously it may have been eight then. I'm not sure.
0: Either way, looks pretty cool. Um, Maybe I'll play it with you.
1: This is my favorite Diablo. I don't think it's the best one for you to start with. If you're new to Diablo, I think... How about that? I played three. Is... Oh, if you played three, then you'll like two. But three is the best starter, Diablo. I played, really I've played enough three. I, I get it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I know the loop. Uh, me and my my roommate in college we beat it I think if not we got far I played a lot of it I played like several hours I I get it
1: yeah that's cool I mean there's just a lot more you have to take into account into like uh, potions on your belt and making sure you use health potions and mana potions whatever you teach
0: me it'll be fine we'll stream it (laughs)
1: I'll
0: tell you what though I'll play uh, we're trading okay? if I'm playing this you gotta play a game that I like why? You're so you the want... one that
1: said you wanted to play this. No, I, mean, I said I would play it with you. Oh, okay. That's not what you said on Twitter, though.
0: I said it looks pretty good. I said
1: I think I'll play it with you, right? Wasn't that what I said? Okay. Wasn't that what I said? Yeah, something like that, yeah. But yeah. it's not like, oh, I will play with you if you want, you know. I'm not I'm I'm not not trying to. I'm not down on it. I'm saying
0: I'll play it, but I'm just saying you should play a game with me that I want to play now because, you know, I want to play it. What do you that... want to play?
1: We'll talk about it. You want to play Back from Blood? I'll play that with you.
0: That's... don't no, no. Yes, yeah, so I
1: can play Back from Blood. <laughs> hey, son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: then we got to look at another game, uh, Plague Tale Requiem, coming to Game Pass. Uh, yeah. What's up with this?
1: Because Plague Tale was a VR game, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. So I wrote down some notes while I was watching this. And I got to Plague Tale, and it said, oh, it's that... Fu-, I wrote, fuck me, this looks good. And then, like, two minutes later, I said, oh, it's that fucking rats game again. Because it's that game with... Uh, and A, a Plague tower Innocence, I think was the first one. Yeah. And it was and it a million fucking rats. And that was apparently where they started the game. They, like, were doing a game jam and experimenting, and they managed to make a million fucking different assets come on the screen at once, and they, man- they decided, let's put this into a game and make them rats. So we're getting a sequel to that game in 2022. We don't really know much Are else about the fuck about did it. I
0: think this was a VR game?
1: I don't know, but that'd be terrifying with all those rats coming at you in VR. Huh.
0: I was really interested in this and I feel like I thought I couldn't play it because it was on VR or some shit. No, you
1: play, I think it's on Game Pass as well.
0: Looks like it. Cool. Well, about to uh, eat some rats or whatever you gotta do in that game. We'll see. Uh, so then we got the Far Cry 4 stuff. We talked about that. We're going to jump along. Uh, Slime Rancher 2 was announced. It's coming to Game Pass in 2022. Uh, I this is very similar to me as Jurassic World Evolution, where Slime Rancher was a game that I remember like following when it was in early access, and then when it finally came out, like I was already into something else i never got around to it i always wanted to
1: play it yeah i was the same i really wanted to play it, but it was only on pc for ages and then when it finally came to console i was like i was too late i'm kind of don't want to play that anymore
0: yeah so um i'm very interested in this one i think i'm definitely going to try this especially because it's coming to game pass uh so then we also had a look at shredders i was at like snowboarding game not really much to say on that one for me uh we got another look at atomic heart this is a game they've been showing us for, like, years, but this is, like, the most we've actually seen of it. with Like, it's characters and, you know, um, and just kind of, like, more it of this. It looks
1: very controlly. Yeah, the but it's, it's, stuff.
0: I think it's set in Russia. It's, like, it's got, like, a Eastern European vibe in, um, like, the tech and the architecture. And, like, I, I believe the characters, like, the the, I think the song in the background they were singing in Russian and, you know, it's, it's. Mm. It's got a different. Yeah, and kind the, of setting. And you
1: can, even the logo looks like you could almost see it in Cyrillic. You know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: It's like it. It kind of reminds me of Metro, but like not as like post y So I don't know. I'm I'm interested in Atomic Heart. The first time we saw it, I really thought it was cool looking. Um. So mm. I want to. I want. I want to see it. I want to see more of it. Um. And apparently, it's coming to Game Pass day one. Even though we have no idea when it's coming out. So, that's cool.
1: Did they not even give a vague release? But no, they didn't give a vague they release. They sure
0: didn't, order, no. um, which bummed me out, but that's fine. Uh, and then we got to look at Replaced, uh, another indie game coming to Game Pass in 2022. Uh, this looks rad this was that pixel art one with like the dynamic lighting and it was like you know
1: i'm big into this style of like pixel art but it's almost like 3d yeah not like the 2.5 hd 2d shit that square does but it is like Like that it's not really though like there's it has a very like specific aesthetic this is almost like they rendered it in 3d and then like scaled it down and I like, scaled it up, and that was all pixely. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I do know what you mean, yeah. Well, it's
0: interesting, because, like, the environments don't look like pixel art, but the characters are all pixel art, and, like, the yeah. lighting is,
1: like, a 3D lighting, where, like... But I think the environments all are pixel art, so... They might like, be. Look at the, ho- yeah. the hotel logo and stuff. Like, you can see the pixels and things on the on the like metal bars and stuff and yeah it it all looks hand drawn like hand drawn pixel art it sort of reminds me of how they did the original resident evil game where you had that like pre rendered 3d looking background that was like perfect looking and then over the top they put some fucking square polygon people yeah (laughs) it is kind of like that but it looks it looks so cool uh i
0: Just the art style alone was enough for me to, like, yeah, I'll kick the tires on this. I'll give this a shot. Yeah. Uh, So then we got announcement of the Doom and Shroom update for Grounded uh, coming out on June 30th. Um, I didn't want to play this when it was in early access because I just don't like playing games when they're in early access. But I I think I want to...
1: Don't play it now because it's still in early access. I think I want to try it, though. It looks fun. I really struggled with it in early access because the tutorial was terrible. And really didn't give you a great idea of where to go, and then it glitched and bugged out, and I couldn't complete the tutorial, so I had to restart the game, and I was like, "I'm done with this." I'm we'll wait it, out. we'll wait it
0: out. We'll wait it out. So we got uh, we got Among Us coming to Xbox soon. Uh, we got to look at uh, El- Eludin. Elduin Chronicles. I do not know how to say this. Elduin Chronicles. It's made by uh, a bunch of people who worked on Suikoden, and JRPG nerds are flying off the handle about how good this looks.
1: Um, And it's that HD two D stuff again. By the looks of it, all that similar style.
0: Yeah, yeah, very similar style. So this is this is cool. Um, It says that uh, Chronicle Rising is coming in 2022, and then the main game Hundred Heroes is coming in 2023 no idea what that means but i'm guessing it's like they've got like a mini teaser game like they did with like symphony of the night um i don't know but either way uh new jrpg franchise from the sukin people uh it's getting some buzz check it out uh so we got another look at age of empires 4 coming on october 28th
1: i really like age of empires i think i love age of empires they really need to bring these back to console like fucking tomorrow, bring this back to console. Feel, why did they stop bringing these to console? They
0: play so much better on PC.
1: I, I don't care. Why. I don't play on a PC, and I want to play it on my console that I've paid money for. Get a mouse Microsoft and keyboard for the Xbox. You know, <laughs> I would be very happy to do that if that was the only way that they let me play. I would plug a mouse and keyboard in. But they they did Age of M House Two on PS2, and granted, that was Konami that did the port. And they've done Halo Wars, which proved that you can do this kind of game and with a controller. And that was Ensemble that helped with that that control. You're not wrong.
0: Uh, We got the best hype trailer I think ever made. For Outer Worlds 2. That was so funny, wasn't it? I was like, what the fuck is this? It was so fucking funny, (laughs) and I was laughing at it already, and then it was like Outer Worlds 2, and I was like, oh, you beautiful sons of bitches. I'm so excited for this (laughs) fucking game.
1: You guys rock. I love it. And I I know that none of this is real, but it it makes me think that they're stepping up a notch on what we're going to see. They definitely are. Are you kidding me?
0: They got Xbox money now. That game's going to be huge. It's going to be way bigger, I think. Uh, so then this is your po- first point on the board, uh, Microsoft. Or
1: potentially second, you know, it could be potentially the second
0: point. Well, we'll see. We'll talk about it on the recap episode, okay? Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator coming to Xbox on July 27th uh, with a free Top Gun
1: expansion
0: <laughs> where you get to play as Maverick, I guess, from the Maverick movie. I saw, do you
1: know, I saw that trailer in the cinema when we went to, I can't remember what we went to watch. Oh, um, A Quiet Place 2. Fuck me, that looks bad. Like, I've not seen Top Gun, so granted, take this with a grain of salt. But it really just feels like Tom Cruise is just writing and making movies just so he has something to do. At this point, it's like, oh, I miss playing Maverick. Can we? He's got to make a beach Yeah, somebody, somebody was like, "Do you want to do another Top Gun?" And he's like,
0: "Yeah, whatever, I could." No,
1: make- he fucking works with the director of um of the Mission Impossible movies. And helps create these movies. He's he's not. I mean, Vision, people stuff, love Mission you know. Impossible. <laughs> and I know, I know,
0: and I don't understand why <laughs> they're not great. Couldn't tell you. I've never watched one. Um, but whatever. Yeah. So this the first one's phenomenal. You should watch the first one. I heard nine was
1: good. Whatever. Maybe nine.
0: Yeah, that's like wow. the most recent one with Superman's in it. Henry Cavill. Um. Anyway, so we got some more Forza. Uh.
1: You know how Literally I feel about car games. Forza, like, this was a massive hype reveal. No one knew this was coming. We had never heard anything of a Forza from 5.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I'm not trying to be a dick. I just don't care about these games at all. Like, the, the whole thing for me with these games when they show them at E3, I'm just like, it's really pretty. It's really... I will, really never, I will never play this fucking game. But if you want and to show me five minutes of people driving around
1: in cars, I will watch you it. You know what, Some of the cars as well. I was like, fuck, yes. I want to be in that Ford Bronco. I'll
0: tell, tell you yes, what, I though. I want that
1: Land Rover Defender. The one thing I did think was
0: interesting, how they have, they have like, the... Um, you can create your own uh, races and game modes and stuff, and like I could see that maybe all being... all that's been in Horizon before. though. I, I that think. was in I know that was in the last one. They like the Lego expansion and everything, and people yeah, really loved but the that the huge
1: and... thing, like the big thing was for this was that apparently their next generation of the Horizon Live servers. Every single person, every single car you see in that game is a real person there's no that NPC is, yeah. cars anymore That's and really that cool. was just like wow okay so i can drive next to someone and i know it's going to be a real person and i know i can like create a race with them or do some of these cool new mini games that they've done like the piñata one where it just like spawns a bunch of piñatas and yeah. you just have to smash them with your car it's a really fun and it was nice to get a, a huge deep dive into this game playground know how to make an open world game which makes me super excited for the next fable that they're working on i just can't believe so they've stoked. they've been working on this in the background and it's coming out in november and it's like this is the first we've heard even though it was kind of been a uh you know a not well kept secret this the next one was going to be in mexico and was going to be revealed soon
0: yeah i mean it, it looks great <laughs> Not my kind of game, but oh man, is it pretty? The environments are insane, um, so yeah, definitely uh yeah you you car you car driving game players, which I know there are millions and millions of you. y'all are gonna be i think hype about this one.
1: <laughs> Have you ever played Forza Horizon? no, download number four and give it a try, okay, it's on game pass, why not Cause it's 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 open world, it's goofy, it's like the far cry. Of car games.
0: Okay. All right. I'll give it a shot.
1: Or at the very least, maybe I'll try this
0: one when it comes out, day and date on Game Pass. Yeah,
1: definitely try this one.
0: With the power of Game Pass. I could drive around Mexico. Uh, so
1: I want you to try Horizon 4 because it's set in the UK. And I just want you to drive around our countryside and and appreciate how green everything is.
0: All right. Well, you know what, Steve? Uh, you want me to play that game? What are you going to play for me? We'll talk about it, all right? We'll do a trade.
1: Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, I'll, I'll play... Back for, for blood, blood for yeah, yeah, again, <laughs> twice. Really now I'm playing two <laughs> really, games for you. Really tough. You are a real son of a bitch. You know that.
0: Um, and then they they had Phil come out and uh, they showed off all the games that are coming to Game Pass in twenty twenty one, and it's like kind of just crazy when you lay it out, and it's like, man, there is like mm, two to three games a month, pretty much
1: every month for the rest of the year. Impass I think is really starting to pay off for them along with all of the purchases they've made in terms of the studios Like, I was like how are they going to hit that goal that they spoke about a few days ago when they announced that news with um, uh, Satya Nadella the CEO of Microsoft that they're getting they're going all in essential on cloud gaming, they're putting in TVs and they're going to make their own streaming sticks yep. and things like that that they want a brand new game every quarter like a big game from yeah, ma- Xbox a microsoft game. studio every quarter i was like how are they gonna how are they gonna do that we've already seen a bunch of games You're like well they, they have this.
0: like 30 studios now so maybe they can yeah <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's it's
0: wild it's wild i mean just looking at that list alone right like i mean i you know i feel like the i mean granted i got it on an insane deal but the cost of game pass already has paid for itself this year you know um already and we're only you know we're only halfway through the year uh and then we close things off with something that i was going to predict and i'm fucking kicking myself for not putting it on our fucking list which was that... What
1: were you going to say? The Arcane
0: IP? Was, was that... Well, my, my... I remember thinking this and I was like, that's too crazy. That they were not going to talk about... Um, uh, Death w- Deathloop. But that they would What's show the off Arcane's next game because Arcane has two studios and we don't know what... We hadn't known what Arcane Austin was working on. Um, now we know that Arcane Austin is working on a... Uh, they called it an immersive open world shooter, so not an immersive sim, but it will probably have elements of immersive sims that we all know that they're known for. Uh, this game is called Redfall, and it, you know, the trailer we sh- we got shown was was cinematic. Um, but it definitely seemed to give a lot of information about the world, right? Like there are like four main characters that all seem to represent like kind of the different classes that I imagine that they're going to have. One of them's like a magician. One of them's like a sniper and he's got a bird. One of them's like a tech and she has like this little mech. Uh, and then there's like another guy who like, I think was like a medic or something. Um, and it's called Redfall. I think I said that. And the whole thing is that it's set in like a vampire universe. Vampires, like a vampire cult has seemingly taken over the whole world and that, you know, the remnants of humanity. I don't humanity think it's are... the whole
1: world. I think it's the it's the town of Redfall that's been overtaken. Oh. And you're basically saving the town. You think? Okay. Um, from, from what I've read, it, it is set in a town called Redfall somewhere. I can't remember. I think it's in America. Interesting. There's a place called Redfall. Because
0: the, the ending made me think it was worldwide. Because um, the one there was like that joke where they're like, "Oh, do you think everything's ever gonna go back to normal?" Um, mm-hmm. And then like the fucking vampire is like blocking out the sun, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so no,
1: then." <laughs> yeah, so there's a there's a bunch in the press release and from Bethesda's site. So it says um, it features co-op with up to four players. Redfall blends single and multiplayer options seamlessly, allowing the player to venture into the darkness alone or squad up with three friends for a four player co-op teammates can try different hero loadouts and combine their strengths to overcome the vampire legion and their brood of maniacal followers which is what you said you deduced from the trailer and it is set in the quaint island town of Redford, massachusetts it's under siege by a legion of vampires um uh, who have blocked out the sun and cut the island off from the outside world trapped with a handful of survivors against diabolical enemies threatening to bleed the town dry. Choose your hero from a diverse roster grouping up with others to create the perfect team of Vampire Slayers. I'm so I love this. Fucking I really want on one this. of them to be called... I want one of them to be called Buffy and, uh, and, that, and the other one to be called Angel and I just want to go out and have a great time as Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Now you be... Buffy and I'll be Angel, or I'll be Buffy and you be Angel. Just no, I'd want to be
1: if we're going on the characters, I would want to be Willow, okay, because I loved her as, uh, as a kid. That's uh,
0: what's her name, Allison Hannigan, right? Her character, that's right, yeah.
1: And yeah. she she was the witch, and her eyes went like pure black when she was like in her like witchy mode. Mm.
0: Never seen Buffy, always wanted to. Now I'm just like, ah, fucking Joss Whedon, I hate that guy now. <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but uh that's fine. So I think this is a slam dunk. Frankly, uh we're hanging out, handing out letter grades. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it. It's an A. I'm gonna give this an A. It's an A. It's an A I conference. Think it's,
1: yeah, it definitely is an A.
0: Pacing A. Games that they had to show? A. The little bullshit tiny like oh these aren't really announcements but it's just like this is like a service side thing they were all good hey indie games that they showed off a hey. and most of them are coming to game pass a plus
1: yeah it was 27 of 30 of the games coming to game pass you fucking kidding With me hold out has some like huge things like diablo
0: and the thing is i want to play like almost every game i saw and i can just play them all for free you kidding me oh my god it's amazing it's a great it's a great it's a great It was a goddamn amazing uh, conference, guys. You know, I got to say. I got to say, shout out to Xbox over here. And Xbox, they're always in the running for the best. They often come correct. But right now, especially with, like, everybody else who's who's come out, they're fucking, they're just dunking on these. It's like a bunch of kids playing Little League, and they're just coming up to the plate, just fucking knocking them out. You know, like...
1: beautiful yeah i mean xbox owned the last e3 as well because playstation PlayStation just hasn't up.
0: even shown up like yeah yeah it's brutal uh has me wondering if nintendo is ready to come and you know and and they show up have, on tuesday
1: they've got a switch pro to show off
0: i hope they do i hope so we shall see so let's move into our last one for the day uh square enix presents uh happened very shortly after the Xbox Bethesda conference. Uh seen a ton of negativity around this one. A lot of people really seem to hate it. Um I I don't know. I, I maybe it's just because I'm used to Squares conferences not being very good and I always think they're one of the two worst. Like I think this was pretty good for a Square conference. Like, is it as that good really as an Xbox? Tough. Is it as good as other ones? Like, no, but I mean, you talked about it earlier, right? Like, we had announcement or rumor, I guess, of a Guardians of the Galaxy game being developed by Eidos like years ago. Years ago. We have not seen a hide nor hair of this game. And then we got a full reveal. It was like a 20-minute deep dive of like the beginning of the game, showed off all the systems, and it's coming out this year. I mean, that's that's a pretty strong way to start off the show. Um...
1: Yeah, and to be honest, that was the only good announcement. It went downhill drastically. Real fast. Like, really, really fast. (laughs) Uh, And and to be fair, that Guardians of the Galaxy game looks fantastic. Story-driven third-person action-adventure. All things I want to hear. I've never watched Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's probably the one Marvel franchise that I'm most interested in watching because it's just goofy and fun. Uh, and it was nice to see that they worked with the original writer and some of the team at Marvel. Just Games. want to clarify,
0: not the original writer, but he wrote a seminal run of the.
1: Of right. The okay. Just want to clarify. But it was great to see him involved in yeah. the in the project, mm-hmm. and the fact that this isn't just like a movie game where we're not seeing you know the same actors pl- like just portrayed in a game It is its own thing. Yeah. And. That was, that was everything I wanted to hear. And the fact that this is coming out in October is just mad.
0: Insane. I have a feeling they might not hit that. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed. But also, it's like, we haven't heard I, about it, so why would you tell us about it if yeah. it's not done?
1: I, I think they will hear. They did it last with um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, Tomb Raider. They did a very short window on yeah. that as well and just released it. And it was like, yep, here you go. So
0: I, I'm in a weird place with this game. I got to be honest with you.
1: Because
0: um, part of me thinks it looks good and part of me also thinks it looks off like on paper right of like it's a guardians game it's single player it's a third person action game you play as star lord and it has like mass effect kind of vibes where like everybody else is your companion their dialogue
1: choices that have story implications and no, like like fallout vibes where it was like basically you know the meme everyone didn't like that yeah and he like, you know, you had that with the the raccoon guy it was like such and such didn't like me know the character's name such, and such didn't like that you threw him ac- let someone else throw him across the canyon yeah
0: so that um that all all of that is great like those are all things that i want to hear those are the kinds of games i like like good my trepidation i I I thought it looked a little off like the graphics looked a little stiff to me the the combat looked a little stiff
1: Is where how i would have said sure it looks very clean rather than cinematic in its presentation lived in
0: like yeah yeah and and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's the kind of thing that they could, they're, you know, more in the last couple of months. Polish, you know, it might look different at launch. Who's to say?
1: Um, I'm, I'm giving them definitely the benefit of the doubt. I'm currently playing Tomb Raider, and how phenomenal that game looks, and it's right. an old game at this point.
0: Yeah. So this,
1: this could look great. I'm, ha- I'm fine to
0: reserve judgment, but I guess my, my fear also comes that I reserve judgment on Avengers, and we know how that
1: different studio though.
0: I know, but i just want to i want to be cautious i don't want to get too hype and then
1: be disappointed you know um and i also think what do you think of the the characters though like what do you think of the the star lord's character model i'm very curious
0: so that that was the other thing i was going to bring up is i think both in the voice acting and the character designs um and even just like the general presentation i feel like a little bit I don't know. It's leaving a weird taste in my mouth because they're they're like, "Oh, it's not it's not the movie, it's not the comics, it's its own thing." And like, I don't know, man. They're borrowing a lot of the aesthetic from the movies. Like the the pop music being played is like that's from the movie. That is a thing from the movie. And like the So that's not in the comics. I mean, there's no music in comics. You know, like point. Yeah, like maybe Star-Lord listens to old pop songs once in a while, but like the soundtrack of guardians was a best selling album on the billboard 500 because the music is so associated with that film and those characters mm-hmm. right um and it's like an in universe thing in the movie uh the general vibe of the characters feels very influenced by the the movie portrayal and i like the movie portrayal that's not a complaint but i think like it basically feels like the movie versions of the characters with Character designs that feel influenced by the comics, and it's kind of like we'll we'll just smash them together, and you know, it'll be whatever.
1: Which I don't know that was instructed by Marvel, though. I mean, we don't know where that came from. It might be that they want to like push that music thing,
0: and that's fine, right? Like, I'm it's not that I'm necessarily complaining about that, it's just it gives me trepidation because I think the more that you draw parallels to the movies, the more that the things that don't feel like the movie or that feel too much like the movie stick out right like yeah. if the big thing of the of of all oh, the music is a big part of the fighting and it's a there's all these musical cues that's going to make it feel like the movie and i'm I worried that it's going to be trying to have its cake and eat it too where it's like it wants to have nods to the movie but not feel like it's you know what i mean and i i'm worried that here, here's i guess what i'm trying to boil down to what I loved so much about Insomniac's Spider-Man is that as somebody who loves Spider-Man and knows so much about Spider-Man and has, it has had so many experiences with different versions of the character, their version felt like, yes... We know this history, we acknowledge the history, there's homages to the history, but this is our universe, this is our take on on Spider-Man and Peter Parker, and it's going to go in its own direction, and it's going to have its own swerves and whatever, right? And you you can see that continue in Miles. I'm afraid that this is going to feel like it doesn't have enough of its own identity because it's borrowing things from the most popular representation of the characters and the guardians of the galaxy are not Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a character who's been in the popular lexicon for a really long time and everybody has their version of Spider-Man. Whereas like for most people, there's one version of the guardians of the galaxy, right? Um, if you read comics, you know, two and the ones in the comics are a lot like the ones in the movies now because the movies are so popular so it's a it's a nitpicky thing and i'm not sitting here being like fuck this game i'm not sitting here being like this game looks bad i'm excited for this game i want to love this game but i'm trying to be honest with myself about the reservations that i have so that i'm not setting myself up for a spider-man and then getting an avengers
1: so that's uh, fair enough. I'm just uh, looking at this as someone who has never watched the movie, has never read the comics. I was actually quite excited for this game. I thought it looked really cool. I'm was, really happy about that. I'm glad elements that... from from games I love and the characters seem fun. They are fun. I was, I was excited. Maybe this is the gateway I need into to Marvel. You know, that would know. be so
0: fun but... if you, if you just all but... of a sudden get into Marvel. Like uh, that would be yeah. such a fun thing for us to. To go down that rabbit hole for you. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. Um, They spent a ton of time on it. Uh, I saw some people complaining about that. I don't necessarily blame them. They spent more time on it than I probably would have, but it's also for a game that...
1: Right, look at what else you had. So at the beginning, Exactly. Then we went on to fucking mobile game, mobile game, mobile game, mobile game. Well, they had that the Final like, Fantasy really...
0: Pixel remaster, which is not coming to consoles for some reason,
1: which really pissed me off. That was cool. Okay, well, I actually think it is coming to consoles, and I think we'll find out that it's coming to Switch on Wednesday. Hope you're right. That would be great.
0: Uh, but then we got an update on Avengers. Um, there's some new mission types. Uh, they're adding some a bunch of new content. Uh, they are finally getting the Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion out, which has been delayed uh, for a long time. Um, it's funny. This game, I don't like games like this, but I really want to play the story mode, and I think I'm going to wait until all the story content is done and then buy this game for like a nickel and play all the story and then be like, that was fun, and be done with it. That's going to be my trajectory with this game eventually. Um, But I know that there is a community out there for this game, however small it may be. um, So I'm stoked to see some stuff actually coming together for them because it's been dry.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't really have anything to say about this. And yeah. (laughs) Okay. Good for you, buddy. Got it. No, that's fine. Um, so then you said we got a
0: bunch of you know, we looked at a bunch of uh of of mobile games and stuff and whatever. Uh we gotta look at Babylon's
1: too many mobile games. That they spent a lot of way time. Too long. And and especially considering the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, they didn't announce a console version. Yeah. And I actually, like I said, think they are coming to console. To then go into well, spin four? Five it was a lot. Of the mobile games. It's like really it's like, that's what you've got.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was not not about that. I, I found myself really frustrated by that section. Um, and then we gotta look at Babylon's Fall, which is uh, the new platinum game, and I saw a lot of people like erupting about this game that like they've seen it in the past and it looked great and now it looks terrible. Uh it's apparently a live service title and people were really upset new, about that. But it
1: wasn't previously a live
0: service title and now it is. Yeah, and like I saw Imran Khan was tweeting about it and was like really like he was like, what the fuck did they do to this game? Like what happened? Like I don't I don't know the full story, um, but I'm interested in the full story now because it seems like some real drama behind the scenes on this one.
1: Yeah, me too. It looks uh it looked rough, right?
0: <laughs> Definitely looked rough. Um
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah, whatever. We'll talk more about that one later, uh, I guess, when we know more about the full story. Let's talk about the important shit. This is the other other section of the, the thing that I liked, which was we got this Life is Strange news, all right? So we started things off with a look at the Life is Strange remastered collection. Uh, we got a release date that it is dropping on September 30th. Um, I think it looks great. Uh, they showed—
1: was, uh, To be honest, like I was going to say— it didn't look that much different than the old one when they did the like spat pan over oh you don't listen. think like, so it looked like someone had just gone to photoshop and pop the contrast up a notch or something it wasn't oh, to no. me like that massive remaster or what i was like expecting it to be
0: i think i think maybe just because i've i've played it like i have a frame of reference for it uh in terms of like you know you're like you said right you saw like a picture of in p- picture by picture of like one scene or something like that. Yeah, and I'm like I'm like looking and like I know how stiff the characters look in the original game, um, and like seeing like the little changes. I'm like, oh wow, I think this looks a lot better. Um, I may maybe I won't feel that way when I actually get my hands on it, but um, I think the animation has always been the thing about Life is Strange that like if trying to go back to it now. It, it looks dated, you know, it came out in 2016 um, mm. and it was not top of the line then, you know, it was, it was, it was a, like a double A type game and the animation was definitely where the corners were cut. Um, so yeah, getting to see like better limp sync, smoother models, like I'm, I'm really excited to play these games again um, and, and see them with a fresh coat of paint. And yeah, you, I think it... you said you're, I... you're, you're going to try them, right?
1: I actually want to play the new one more than the other ones. I don't know if that's the best place to start because I know it is like a new story. I don't think it'll matter. Like I just love her as a character. Alex looks like phenomenal. I love I love the way she comes across in the games. I liked her special power thing that they showed that she can basically understand what people are are thinking by the sounds of it and like found this secret that max was thinking about i loved the like call out max's bullshit thing was as an option they just look really fun games i actually do really want to try them the other one i wanted to try what was the one the other one that they did i know you tell me why played yeah tell me why i think i wanted to play that as well just specifically because i know some of the information about some of the characters and that resonates with me a lot more than, well,
0: um without spoiling anything um there without spoiling anything um because i guess i'll say this right tell me why is another game from don't nod and i i think the thing that you're talking around is that like there's really 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 great representation of of a trans character in that game it's trans mm-hmm. acceptance narrative more or less um there are uh queer storylines in every life is strange
1: okay well that's that's good to know
0: yeah um so i won't say that you shouldn't play this one if you want to play the new one first that's fine um but i would implore you to definitely like play the other ones one one uh before the storm and life is strange two are all phenomenal they're all great I'm sure this new one will also be really good. Because um, this is made by Deck Nine. This isn't the original studio. This is the studio that made the prequel. And they're seemingly mm-hmm. going to be making the games moving forward because Square owns the IP and Don't Nod um, is basically moved on from Life is Strange. They want to work on their own IP that they own. So um, I don't think we'll see another Life is Strange from them, unfortunately. But. Uh, I'm still really looking forward to this one. I really liked what Deck Nine did with the prequel. Um, so I am super stoked for these, and I really hope that you'll give them a shot.
1: I, I think I will. You say that.
0: That's why I
1: say I hope. Maybe this is one of the games I play, so you play something else. What were we talking that about? That would be fine. That would be yeah, fine. Okay. Right, could do I'll, that. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll play one of these if you play Forza Horizon. There you go. Done. Okay. Fair enough maybe
0: we do a game club or maybe we stream it. I don't know. Who's to say Yeah, game club for Forza horizon. Yeah, no, think. not for that for life. History. I know. I know. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So then we also got, uh, this was, this was the thing that closed it out. Uh, we got a look at stranger of paradise, the final fantasy origin. Um, this is a new studio or a new game from uh square enix, Japan and um, team ninja, uh, worked on it this is the game that was like leaked slash teased out earlier this week where it's like a souls like type game um apparently uh so they they announced that there was a ps5 demo coming soon and i believe that demo was live today and then they like, had to take it down because it wasn't working and the files mm-hmm. were fucked up and stuff so um i don't know uh people were definitely people were mad. People were very mad. They were definitely mad about this, about this entire uh thing. A lot of people thought this game looked bad. Um a lot of people were criticizing the dialogue. They're talking about well, chaos a lot. <laughs> chaos control, you know, Sonic 30th anniversary crossover. I don't this know.
1: This game looks terrible. It okay. does.
0: I didn't think it looked very good. I'll tell you that. Um I'm sure we're going to see more of it closer and maybe the action looks better. I don't know. Like, Team Ninja knows how to make an action game. So the idea that, like, they can't make a competent hack and slash is hard for me to stomach. Um, But I don't know. This didn't do anything for me either. And I like Final Fantasy, so.
1: Yeah, and Jason Shirai is the biggest Final Fantasy nerd that I know of. And even he said that it looked rough. And then had the problems with it corrupting the game. (laughs) So, it's not looking good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That definitely happened. So, I don't know. Uh, I... I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I gotta say this one does not... It's not looking great. It's not looking great for me. So, uh, we'll see, I guess. You know, we'll see how this one turns out. But, uh... I think, in general, um, not not a strong showing from Square, but I I don't I gotta say I don't understand the backlash. I don't think it's been as bad as some of the other conferences that they've had. I mean, you make really? that face, but they had Guardians, like they had a twenty minute look did. at they a brand to new be game fair
1: to them. They also did tell us what they were going to talk about. But like, remember, I said no, you can't have. Uh, that yeah. they're going to show us tell, tell me why because it's already there or <laughs> not tell Life me strange. why but um, you know what I mean
0: right right so uh, that's the thing is like they set expectations and then they had something extra and people were still mad and I'm just like I don't know man maybe don't watch Square's conference next year this is what Square's conference is like every year it's always weird and, and bad to some capacity and maybe they have one really cool There's thing a lot to of show
1: it, though. like if they had announced some of the stuff for platforms people wanted it on I think that it would have been yeah, that's fair perceived better. But they did the same thing with um, uh, Crystal Chronicles. I think the name of the game is right, and they they didn't announce uh, they didn't announce it for the Switch, and then no, no, it came the... to Switch, but it
0: didn't have online co-op. I think no,
1: but they they announced the game, and I think it was only coming to PC, and then they did oh, another really? presentation for the Nintendo Direct like two days later, and it came to Switch. All right, fair this enough. this happens quite frequently where. Um the Nintendo want to reserve it for themselves, but the platform the but the publisher also wants to talk about the game, so they just don't say that it's going to switch. Oh boy.
0: Well, I uh I, I think I think overall where I'm at with it is that the fact that they had one really big piece of news that I think was strong. Um made it more interesting to me than a lot of square presentations I've been in the past. And that to me gave me a bigger pop than, uh, the similar, like Ubisoft show, you know, because like, yes, we got to look at Mario plus, uh, rabbits and that's really hype. But like, we got a lot smaller look at it and it feels really far away. So that to me was like, if, if those are, we, they both have one really big announcement I feel like the Guardians one is a little bit more, hu- uh, more hype. You
1: yeah. You know, I don't think you're giving enough credit to Rainbow Six Extraction. that, that is a big game and just because you are into it. That's fair. That is a big game announcement.
0: That's fair. I, that's totally fair. And and you know, but I'm also speaking for my personal taste. Right? Mm-hmm. Like objectively, like if we're trying to remove personal bias, I don't think either of them were good. I think they're both like a C C- at best, you know. Um but for me, I, I feel like I got more out of Guardians and Life is
1: Strange than I did. Here's the third yeah, time I I've mean, seen Far Cry were, 6 this hyper. weekend. I know. know. Well, uh, yeah. And we also had that big presentation about Far Cry 6 a week ago. So I'm kind of Far, Far Cried Cry out now at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's where I'm at. So, um, yeah, you know, it was fine. Uh, I think the big thing that I'm disappointed about was that they didn't show us more of Final Fantasy sixteen. Obviously, I, I had a, a bet on that, so I lost a point there. Um, but I actually wanted to just see more of it because I'm really excited about that game. So I was yeah. bummed that they didn't have more to show us. But what are you going to do?
1: It kind of feels like that would be more a PlayStation event.
0: Maybe. You know, it's funny... Uh, uh, friend of the show AJ from uh, Fanatics 4 I saw him tweet he's like man uh, Square should have just let Xbox reveal Guardians of the Galaxy and I kind of feel that way I think if you took Guardians of the Galaxy and Life is Strange and put those both somewhere else the Square conference didn't need to exist
1: yeah that's, that's <laughs> totally
0: fair and, but, I was, but... and I was you know going on about that earlier in the show that like not you know whatever right like everybody has their show or they don't but like it really like I don't know man Maybe just tease more stuff. I know you have other stuff in development. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) give us something else. But, you know, it it is what it is. I didn't hate watching it. So, uh, like I said, uh, that will wrap it up for our E3 coverage here today. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And remember that we'll be back tomorrow with uh, our nintendo treehouse um or not treehouse sorry our nintendo direct uh watch along we'll also have our um episode out tomorrow with our thoughts on take two capcom nintendo uh maybe the pc gaming show if anything hot comes out of it uh the back for blood update any of the other stuff that happens between the end of this episode and when we sit down to record right after the nintendo show we will talk about it tomorrow Uh, so I hope you'll come check that out. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, the day it goes live, uh, don't forget that you have your opportunity to still get your questions in for tomorrow's show. So if you want to hit us with your thoughts or predictions or any of that stuff about the Nintendo show or any other stuff that's going on, please hit us up. Um, and let us know what you think and get your thoughts right on the air give us some content for the show and then of course uh, on the next week's show the proper show we'll have our whole kind of E3 debrief we'll go over our bets Uh, we'll read more mail from you guys and I will have my Ratchet and Clank impressions for you then as well Uh, so if you want to comment or write in on any of that stuff uh, please hit us up. And if you already sent us a message for this week's show, of course we didn't get to them this week. So those are all binned. We're going to have a nice big mailbag episode uh, next time around alongside the Ratchet stuff. Um, so yeah, hit us up with all that stuff. Tune in for the rest of our E3 coverage tomorrow. And um, yeah, until next time, stay safe, stay sane. I love you, babies. Oh, and uh, patreon.com slash if you want to catch After Dark. We're going to keep the conversation rolling. All right, now I'll see you next week. Bye.